Hello, testing, one, two. Is this thing on? Testing, how's the audio? Can you guys hear me? Welcome to another show. See me after, fucking hell. Don't make me open this with my teeth. I gotta stop doing that. Welcome back to the podcast, the only one in Canada. Believe it or not, you can try looking for another one. You won't find one. It is impossible. Job, why are you in prison? It does have that kind of prison feel to it, doesn't it? Um... The podcast is called See Me After Class, and in a way, school was like prison to me, so I thought it was thematically relevant. That's cool, right? We're all in prison together. Isn't that nice? So thank you for tuning in for another podcast. Uh, the, the, the title of the last one was My Podcast Sucks, because it does. And uh, I thought for a while about why it sucks. And uh, it's definitely going to suck if I just spend every episode saying how much it sucks. So I don't want to do that anymore. Um, part of the problem is I don't, I don't do enough prep for the podcast. I think that's one reason why it sucked. Or it's, it's, it continues to suck. And it's not that I didn't want to do prep. I used to do a lot of prep, but I did too much prep before. And then when I would try to like say what I wrote had written down, it just came off as like a stiff, awkward mess. And so it's like, okay, well, maybe the answer is less prep, you know, where I just have like a list of ideas, like point form of like, okay, that's a topic that's that's funny. I'll just talk about that organically on the podcast. So I won't like flesh out pros. Like I'm going to say exactly this thing. And then the podcast starts and, but, but then it was, it felt too rehearsed. Like if, if it's all written out in sentences, it's like, I can't remember exactly what I wrote. Right. So the, the, the trick is to write it point form and then I have it point form in my head. So then when I'm on camera, I'm forced to articulate it into, into, uh, into prose on the fly. You know what I mean? So if I do no prep, it's like if I just list topics in like one word, like Jeffrey Epstein or whatever, right? And then like I come on the podcast and then you ever see that family guy bit where Peter and his friends, they have that a band and then they go to prison together and then it's like they're performing their their band is performing for the prisoners on stage and then they're like one two three four and then there's a pause and then peter's like oh my god we don't know any songs it's kind of like that where it's just like hello welcome to the see me after class podcast awkward pause uh gee i don't know what to talk about <laughs> i don't know what to say i know what to talk about but it's like, 
I haven't thought about enough about like, you know, the details of each topic. So it's just like when I, my mind goes to grab for something, it's like, I don't know what to talk about first. Anyway, anyway, we're, we're, we're back again. And I tried, I did some prep. I've got a bunch written, but not like, I've like, I separated it into, I want to give this podcast more structure too. That's the thing. So like I have jokes uh, and then like just stuff that I thought was funny, like a basic, a five word, five word summaries that embed like a, some kind of funny idea about something that relates to current events. Right. And then after that is, uh, so jokes. And then we're going to do the, I'm going to show you guys, um, the, a new episode of bites that I made. So I'll show you guys that on the podcast it's not available yet so this will be this is the only place you'll ever be able to watch it wow you guys are so lucky <laughs> so we'll do that and then uh stories like personal stories but i don't have a lot written there right now just because i haven't not a lot has happened to me i've just been i've just been working a bunch on content and so Okay, so the structure is jokes, uh, premiere, which is this new bites that I made. I'll show you that. I'll show you guys that in like I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes or something. We'll just let people trickle in, and then I'll say I'll talk about some stuff that I think is funny and stupid or whatever, and then I'll show you guys that episode, and then we'll come back, and then from there we can do like an encore where we go through it again, but I can like participate this time and I can like pause it and talk about the process of making it if you guys want. I mean, whatever, if not, it's fine. But, uh, once the premiere is done, we come back and then we talk about more jokes and stupid stuff, you know, that's happened that we can make fun of. And then thoughts is another category. So this isn't necessarily funny stuff, but just like stuff that I think is interesting we can skip this part entirely. I mean, if it's not entertaining, but I think there's some interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, some stuff I have written down here is um, the stuff going on at Rooster Teeth. That's one thing. It's like the glass door reviews and the lay the recent layoffs that were announced today. Um, I have tips for surviving panic attacks for people who if there's anybody in this chat who has um, panic attacks, I can I, I can relate and I can give you some tips to deal with them. Um, I got another thing about the, the like black female 007. Some guy on people on Twitter were calling me childish because I thought it was lame that they were doing that. That means I'm racist if I have a problem with it. Racist and sexist, both. Um, and, you know, some other stuff. Gillette and, you know, the Chappelle and Burr, Bill Burr specials and the new Joker movie and stuff like that. So that's some stuff to talk about. And then the next thing is entertainment. So, like, movies and games that I want to, like, mention. Like, cool stuff that I've seen or played recently, you know. So we could talk about that. 
and then after that is uh submissions so like fans who have like sent things like uh i got one guy who sent like uh i don't know if you guys know what i'm talking about but like on 4chan in particular there used to be these like copy pasta stories about people meeting ryan gosling and it's like it's written in such a way that it's fake but it's like it's the story that's written is so bizarre that it's like maybe it's true <laughs> anyway somebody wrote a story like that about me and uh so that was and he, he wrote it with the intent of it being shared on the podcast so i thought i'd do that and then uh uh, I got a really old submission that I've always been meaning to do, but I keep forgetting. Is somebody made a quiz? If, if we have time, we'll get to that. It's somebody made like a, you know, like a bingo card, but like every bingo space is some trope that I do on my podcast. Anyway, if if I have time and I can find that email, it was a while ago, but if I can find it, we'll do that. And then uh, throughout the stream, we'll we'll do like super chats and uh, if people send stuff through Streamlabs and then uh, commentary so I can do a commentary on something. Uh, I want to do like one of these days, I want to do streams dedicated to entire like old seasons of the show and just go through it episode by episode. And that'll give me a chance to like verify the quality of like all the legacy episodes that I re-uploaded to my channel. Cause like some of them might have really bad interlacing problems and I might re-upload them. I'll give them a pass through uh handbrake. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's a software that lets you, um, lets you compress and fix videos in certain ways. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's a thing. And yeah, then and then we'll close the show after that. So what do you guys think? Does that sparkle with all the girls? Do you like that? Is that a good idea? Some structure. So I th let's start start with some jokes. How many viewers are we at actually? If someone doesn't mind. Oh, great. We're at bad stream health. That's perfect. Thanks YouTube. 110 watching. Wow. Okay. Um, I think the stream is fine, though. Is it lagging for people? YouTube says it's bad, but uh, YouTube is not very truthful when it comes to this. It keeps saying it's bad, but uh, when it isn't. No problems. Okay, yeah. It seems to be good for most people, so uh, if you are having problems, just try refreshing your browser and the, the lag might go away. Um, okay. So, so, um, I feel like we've probably kind of reached our viewer peak already. Um, do you guys want me to like start off by talking about stuff or should we just get right into the new bites episode? Cause there's not really any point in waiting for more people to trickle in. It's seems like everyone's here already pretty much. So I can just I can just play that episode right away if you guys want. Does that sparkle with all the girls? 
talk about stuff. Okay. We can talk about stuff first. Show bites. Oh, there it is. A flood of one thing. I say, okay, let's do that thing. And then, and then it's a flood, inevitable flood of the other thing. Well, let's, let's just talk for like five, ten minutes. And if, if any new people come in, they'll come in. And then, uh, and then we'll do the episode, okay? One of the biggest problems that I have is that I need to relax, you know? Because that's how the funny comes out. I'm too, like... So you can hear it in my breath, in my chest. I'm holding all this anxiety in my upper chest. And I shouldn't. I don't do that normally. It's just because I know that I'm on camera and hundreds of fucking people are watching me right now. And it's weird. Even though I'm in a room by myself like a psycho. But I just got to relax. You know. Um, okay. So, what's the first thing? Um, our, let's talk about uh, Season 8, where I'm at with Season 8. So, um, I'm going to need some more time with Episode 14. Um, a lot of it is edited, but I've got more editing to do still. I took some time away from it, to be honest. Um, sometime after I did the last stream, I was overwhelmed by the amount of editing I had to do. And I took a few days away from it. That was after I learned, like I was, I was still waiting for um, voiceover at that time as well, and I still am. Um, but I've heard from uh, the person I'm waiting for VO from, and uh, that was just the other day. So I'm expecting it this weekend, but I'm not sure yet. I can't confirm that. I'm. I've been told hopefully this this weekend. Maybe, maybe not, but that's that's the ETA that I've been given. So um, once I get that, then I can render the first part of uh, 8.14, and then I'll upload that for my Patreonies. Everyone supporting me on Patreon, they can, they can watch that. And then once the whole episode is done, I'll just put it public on YouTube for everyone um it was yeah it was it was elizabeth um the voice of kylie and claire i don't want to put her on the spot but like people can do the math and and figure out that that's what i mean once the part comes out you'll see like what characters are in it and then you can make an assumption like oh it was probably her causing the delay and it was but she's sick so She's sick and she's been working a shitload. She's been really busy. I, I gave her the material as far in advance as I could. So she's had it, her sides for of the script for a while. But uh, she's been really busy and she's been sick. And um, the, her sickness is affecting her voice. So that I'd rather she was, you know, her voice was good if she's going to do like voiceover work for the show. So, um just waiting for that to come in, you know, and, um, I got no reason to think that she doesn't want to work on the show or anything. She's just been sick and busy. And she said that, uh, I'll get VO this weekend. So I was like, awesome. I hope you feel better. And, uh, just let me know. So we'll see. 
so yeah, uh, still working on 814, but I'm working on it. It has my attention and I'll get it out eventually. You just got to give me some time. But uh, in the meantime, I don't want to leave you guys without content. So I took some time away from 814 to work on developing a string of Bytes episodes to, to keep the content coming and to keep you guys laughing. And uh, I just finished one. Um, and I, I bites number 26. I'm not doing the seasons anymore. There's been like three seasons of bites, right? But I was doing seasons of the bites when I was working under machinima, but there's not really a need for the season format. I'll still keep the season format for the story because it's like season five, six, seven, eight. Each of those seasons are about something individually, you know, but the bites, it's just like, they don't have to be split up into seasons because they're, they are, what's the word? Self-contained episodes. They don't, they're not, they're not serialized. So they don't need to be sp split up into seasons, right? So, so this is Bites number 26 I just finished. And that's the one I'm going to show you pretty soon on, on live on this podcast. The only place you can see it. Like I said, you guys are very, very lucky to be able to see this very rare and awesome video. <clears throat> What's the beer for the day? Uh, I don't know if you noticed. I mean, it's Red Racer, but it's like a Red Racer variety pack. So, like, you get you get a different brew from a different region of uh, of Canada with each can. And I just spilled beer on my desk awesome and I don't have a towel great whatever I'll just I'll just leave it there I'll clean it up later um okay so so you know where I'm at with episode 814 I'm still working on it. I'm really excited about it, but I need more time with it. And uh, I'm been, I've been working on bites in the meantime, and I'm gonna get you a bunch of short videos. One of which I'm gonna show you today. Um, so yeah. Uh, what else should we talk about? Um, is there anything pressing that anybody wants me to address, uh, or should I just go through my list here? How's everyone doing in the chat? You guys good? Is there anything immediate that I should uh, that I should address? Bite the foam. Except biting the foam and postmodernism. Super chats are depressing. You should read them. They're depressing. Why? All right, yeah, super chats. That's a good idea. Let's let's start off with some super chats. Um, so let's go to super chats. Uh, J M J Meister twenty five says update on RB and the Chiefs season eight. Well, I just told you, so there you go. Um, I'm working on it. As soon as I get that voiceover I'm missing, I can put out 
part A. So, I mean, well, once I get the voiceover, I'll, I'll need like a day with it. And then I'm going to release it on a scheduled day after the voiceover is received. So the idea is to put something out every Saturday. I'm trying to get a schedule going. So like every Saturday, I want to put out like either a podcast or a bite or a part of 814 or 815 or any of the main episodes to follow that one. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Saturdays, Saturday mornings. I'm going for that Saturday morning thing, you know, when kids like me used to watch cartoons. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I, you know, I guess it is. It would be kids waking up on Saturday with no school just watching cartoons it's just the cartoons are different now you know it's not like it's not like when I was growing up when it was like I mean Cartoon Network's still around but the whole programming lineup is different now my day it was in my day it was Dexter's Laboratory and uh, what else Johnny Bravo and uh and then the YTV stuff, Dragon Ball Z and all that. But, uh, uh, yeah, so Super Chats, that's what we were doing. I got lost there. Okay, so thank you, Jmeister25. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Chris Mayan says, hey, good to see you. Been making any music? I haven't, but I want to. I got an idea actually. I want to make I want to make an album that's just like electronic beach chill out tunes. Like you know the music I made for the podcast, the the music that played in the intro before we started just now. I want to make more tracks like that. I want to make a whole album of like like maybe tr 12 tracks or something on one album of just music kind of like that where it's for driving and Driving at night and chilling out, you know. So I'm excited about that. It's I really like doing that. It's it's like fun. The process is fun. That's like I make music to like unwind. That's doesn't even feel like work for me. But uh, so yeah, that's that's something I want to get on. I've just been I've been busy with writing and editing just now. But I want to do John Wave. Yes, there you go. A whole new genre all to myself. So yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I want to work on. Uh no title ideas yet, no. John, what gear do you use? I don't know what you mean. What gear are you referring to? If yeah, if anybody has questions about my setup and my equipment for certain things, I'll I'll tell you, but uh you just need to specify it for me. job wave yes um okay what's next oh dude joe rogan just had dan Aykroyd on his podcast i get alerts whenever joe puts up a new podcast it looks like he just had dan Aykroyd on his show that'll be cool i'll watch that later do you ever see his movie nothing but trouble it's fucking hilarious it's made in the 90s, I think. 
But uh, check that out if you haven't seen it. It's a fucking hilarious movie. Um, did you watch the new Dave Chappelle? Yes. The new Chappelle special was great. Laughed my ass off. And uh, Bill Burr's Paper Tiger was great too. I really enjoyed those. Did you watch Bernie Sanders on Joe Rogan? Yes, I did. And uh, I was actually excited about that. And I had I had my opinions on Bernie. I still do. I thought he was kind of a a crazy old man who's appealing at the end of his lifespan to a bunch of millennial babies who want the government to do everything for them. Which pe some people have objections to, probably in this chat right now, but... We can disagree, right? That's okay. But I saw I saw him on Joe's podcast and I liked him. I thought he was, you know, if so, like even if I don't agree with somebody, if somebody's like nice and affable and doesn't interrupt and like is cool to talk to, then it's like whatever, you know? Like I'm I'm quite happy to listen to anybody no matter how much I disagree with them. As long as they're nice, you know? That's the thing and not a dick. People can disagree, but every, everyone can be nice. Everyone can be kind to each other, you know. But anyway. Um, all right, on with the super chats. Thank you, Chris Mayan. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, played in the background. Says, missed you, buddy. FYI, my feature movie premiere went really well. Made 2500 bucks in merch alone. Wow. And spoke with representatives of networks. Might be hiring you someday soon. XD. Love you lots, man. Thanks for changing my life with Arby. Well done, dude. Good for you. Dude made a feature movie. Had it premiered. And now he's getting a bunch of attention. That, uh, that gives me some faith in the film festival circuit. Which I am so cynical of. You know? Because the whole film festival circuit... Is, to me is just a bunch of ego, pretentiousness, virtue signaling, moral posturing, you know. It's, anyway, I got my I got my issues with it. But someone like if if you can make a a movie and then I mean I don't know what your movie's about, but uh I assume it's not some kind of ideologically loaded SJW thing. I assume like you just made a movie that you were passionate about and So that's that's the thing. Even if a movie is like considered can be considered SJW content, if it's a genuine attempt if if it's if th that person is making a movie that they truly believe in, then it's like all power to you. It's 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 the dishonest people that I have a problem with, really, you know, where it's like they know better, but they'll make a movie anyway that appeals to like a broad political political movement because they want to fit in and they're too afraid to say what they think. I have a problem with that sort of stuff. But if somebody makes a movie where. You know, it's it's honestly what they think and they're trying to get a message out there, something that they really believe in, then it's like. Whether you're right, whether I think you're right or wrong, ideologically, like at the core of it, um, I admire anybody just putting themselves out there, 
you know, whatever it is you think. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. So thank you, Played in the Background. Really appreciate it. Congratulations to you. Well done. And uh, I wish you buckets of success. And uh, keep making movies, man. A lot of people say they're going to make movies, but they don't do it. And you're you're out there making the fucking thing. So good job. Um, so thank you, man. Uh, moving on to other ones. Uh, hey there, it's Jesse. Says, take me shackles. Been watching since I was 10. I heart you. I heart you too, man. Thank you. Really appreciate it, guys. Uh, Brimax, Brimax says... So, so when will there be an Arby in the Chief, but it's dubbed with Half-Life sound effects video? Of all things, why are you stoked? Why are you waiting on that? Why does there need to be Half-Life sound effects? Does it have to be Half-Life 1 or half? can it be any Half-Life game? Not that there's that many Half-Life games, but... There's Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2, and then Half-Life 2, Episode 1 and 2. And then there was supposed to be a third one, but not only a third episode, but also a Half-Life 3, but then there was neither. And I don't know what's going on with Valve. I mean, they still got Steam going, but maybe they'll go to the wayside in, in, in favor of Epic or whatever new thing comes along. But yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, that seems like a weird thing to be stoked about. But I got no plans to have a version of Arby and the Chief, but it's dubbed with Half-Life sound effects. Sorry, man. But uh, I appreciate your super chat, dude. Thank you. Uh, Rivers727 says, Talk about the Cuck trailer job. Oh, boy. The, the, the trailer for Cuck. It's a movie. A movie made this year. And it's about some white, some white and celibate racist dude who sits alone in his underwear in front of his computer lurking 4chan. And then he decides to he's going to massacre a bunch of people. I assume that's the plot. I don't know a lot about the plot, but I assume that's the plot. Um, and the whole joke is that it's starring me because the name of the movie is Cuck and I'm a cuck. Ha 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 ha. So funny. Look how fucking amused I am right now. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I, I don't know too much about it. So I don't have too much to say on it. But thank you, River727. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about Joker, too. And the weird thing that's going on with that movie. Where it's like... I don't know. It's like that movie is giving critics a stroke where half the critics are praising it for being a good movie. And then the other half is like condemning it for being some kind of incelibate terrorist recruitment video. And it's like, what the fuck, man? I, f I feel like it's one of those movies that's being interpreted easily in two different ways by different audiences, depending on you, who you show it to. There's a few video there's a few movies like that. Like uh 
you know what I'm talking about. Like um, Fight Club, V for Vendetta, uh, Scarface. Movies that are like satires in some to some degree. And or Wolf of Wall Street, that's another one. Where it's like it's it's being appreciated by different groups of people for different reasons entirely. You know. Scarface, for example, people will worship guys will worship that movie, Scarface, and Tony Montana in particular, just because he like shoots a bunch of people. But like that's not that's not the real reason to like that movie. I love Scarface. It's one of the my favorite fucking movies ever. But I don't think Tony Montana is this awesome great guy. He he murders people. But there's respectable things about him, you know? He's a man of his balls and his word, and he don't break neither for nobody. You know? Um there's something to be admired about that, even though he does things that are like you can't really be on board with. But the what's good about Scarface isn't so much Tony Montana himself, but the it's the archetype that he symbolizes, you know, of like the um, the pursuit of the American dream. And then he he goes straight to the top and it's that Icarus story of flying too close to the sun and then he burns in the end. And it's like that's why that movie's so good. It's like archetypal in that way. Where it's like, this is about something profound and ancient about like people who, who have the ambition to make it all the way up to the top, but you got to be careful, otherwise you'll get burned, and then someone else will usurp your position of power. So Scarface is one example, and then Fight Club. I love Fight Club, by the way. I'm not shitting on these movies. Fight Club's amazing. But you know, there's a there's a bunch of people who will watch that movie and they'll they'll watch it from the perspective of like the fighters who are just like, Yeah, fuck society, fuck capitalism, blow it all up. And it's just like that's not the reason to enjoy that movie. That's not why it's a good movie. You they're they're missing the satire of it, right? And that's the same thing happened with Wolf of Wall Street, right? Great ass movie. I I love that movie and I love it more every time I watch it. I've seen like I've seen it like four or five times now. But you'll have people watching that, particularly people who work in Wall Street, like bankers, stock uh, stockbrokers, who like famously when that movie was doing its premiere circuit, like you'd have bankers who would watch that movie and they would cheer at all the wrong parts, like if they're fucking some chick in the bathroom or like. That part where Leo sticks a knife in his couch cushions and he's and he's looking for a secret cocaine stash, and they'll like cheer because it's like, yeah, I used to I used to do that. That's where I keep my secret cocaine stash. And it's like, dude, you're not supposed to be doing all this shit. Like, come on, like you're you're cheering for the wrong reasons. But anyway, that's you know the kind of movie I'm talking about. And then V for Vendetta, the whole anonymous thing, right? People people take that and they run with it in the wrong direction where it's just like it's just like, yeah, we are Legion and then every everybody had a fucking guy fox mask, including me. <laughs> but I I I have a guy fox mask just because I like 
I find it interesting what that mask represents, and I like that movie, but not for the reasons that a bunch of people do, where it's just like like a rallying cry, some kind of recruitment video against an anti-capitalist recruitment video or something. You know what I mean? Not that I think, I mean, I, if I, I think capitalism is the best of a bad situation, but I, I certainly don't think it's a flawless system, but if you're considering the alternatives, I don't know. It seems like the way to go. I'm sure there's people who disagree with me, but whatever. Everybody's allowed to have their own opinion. So, um, so yeah, that's those are those movies. And uh, Joker's coming out soon. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm not going to go see that cuck movie because it looks amateur as fuck, to be honest. I, I watched the trailer and I was like, ugh. It's, it looks like such an amateur production. Like I saw, I saw shit like this in film school. You know, it feels like a, feels like I'm watching a film school assignment. You know, so I'm just not. I'm just not interested. But anyway, uh, let's let's move on to other super chats here. Thank you, Rivers Seven Twenty Seven. I appreciate it, man. Um, Mac Charger XD says, John, will you make Vaporwave tracks too? I don't understand the subtle differences between Vaporwave and something like what I'm already doing. You know, like what's the difference between what I've already made and Vaporwave? I'm, I'm not really sure. Because I've already made tracks that are like about chilling out. And it's like, is that Vaporwave or is there some extra kind of layer to it that I'm missing? Anyway, I'd be interested to hear about that. Um, thanks, Meg Charger. Andy Berryman says, blow yourself, dude. Okay. Mmm, delicious. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for the reminder. I forgot to blow myself today. Uh, Johnny Cared says, Hey, John. Glad to see you, BB. Baby. Question from me is, Where did you buy Arby and Chief action figures? Always wanted them since 08. Keep up the hard work. Um, thanks, man. Uh... You just got to get lucky on the internet, man. Just it, I'll, I'll tell you what to search for. Uh, type into Google, um, Ar like Arb Arbiter or Master Chief Action Figure Joyride Series 2. It's specifically the Series 2 line of action figures from, from Joyride. So ha Halo 2 Series 2 is where... Oh, no, wait. Master Chief is Series 1. And Arbiter is Series 2. I think that's how it works. But they're both Halo 2 figurines from Joyride. But they're different series. Chief is 1, Arbiter is 2. So, just the, I, the best option is just go on Google, search, and then click the, the shopping tab. And it'll, it'll give you listings from, like, whatever store has it. But I can't guarantee that a store is going to have it. Like, 
my my mom got me my action figures and she was lucky when she typed it into google and found something you know and then i popularized it and then everyone's looking for those figures and now they're sold out everywhere so you have me to thank you're welcome You look like you're streaming from jail. Yes, I know. That's what I'm going for. I like the I like the brick wall look. I th- I think it's cool. Isn't it cool? Is it not cool? I thought it was cool. Thank you, Johnny Cared. Really appreciate it, man. Oh, I gotta pee again. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna finish these chats off. Then I'm gonna go pee. And then when I come back, we'll do uh, we'll do the bites episode. I'll show you guys the new thing. Um, Tarkus says, Hey, John, I've been a fan for about seven years now, and it's been quite a ride. I hope you're doing well, man, and keep up the good work. I'm doing great. I've been doing really good, actually. Uh, my mood has been, my mood has been good. It wasn't for a while, but I've been doing pretty good recently, so, so thank you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I hope you're doing well too and thanks thanks a lot for that. I appreciate it, man. I'm doing well. Um Max Johnson 05 says, "Hey job, currently moving here is my currently moving here is my lunch money. Give me your lunch money or I'll beat you up. Give me that. Mine now." <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with the move, loser. I'm just kidding. Thank you, and uh, good luck with the moving. I know that's not fun. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting the surgery. Says Sue. So, who you vo- who you voting for this election? I don't know yet, to be honest. Um, I need to look into it more. I've looked into it embarrassingly little just because I find Canadian politics so boring compared to American politics. But uh, the big deal right now seems to be climate change. And uh, I have this suspicion. I'm sure there's people in the chat who are going to disagree with me, but I do, I do think climate change is is a problem but i feel like it's being overblown like things so often are in politics especially it's like we've got this doomsday fucking counter where it's like in 10 years we're all gonna spontaneously combust and it's like i don't know about that but but i do recognize that we should be limiting our effect on the environment if we can. But the thing is that most uh, most of the effect on climate change is coming from um, the energy sectors, you know, and industry. So it's like I'm hearing all these voices from like, you know, just citizens who are like, save energy like be careful about leaving the lights on and (laughs) you know turn turn things off when you're not using it and i mean you should do those things but it's like what we're doing is a drop in the bucket compared to the fucking energy sectors 
you know and it's like that's where the the change really needs to happen and i don't like trudeau but i am pro pipeline just because whether you have a pipe i know there's probably a bunch of people who are going to have a problem with me thinking that too but it's like um whether or not the pipeline is there that oil is going to get moved one way or another you know whether it's through the pipeline or through a bunch of you know smoke spewing trucks and so it's like what's the better thing maybe maybe it's the better option to move it through a fucking pipeline so i don't know maybe that maybe that makes me stupid i don't know but i'm just saying what i think and I would rather people say what they think and be wrong rather than be ideologues who are so desperate to fit in there that they're afraid of saying something that's going to make them look stupid or whatever. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's just uh that's what I that's what that's what I think. Nobody has to fucking agree with me. Yes, you do. Agree with me or else I gotta get a gun periodically pointed at the camera and then force you guys to to think what I think or else. Anyway. Um so thank thank you for, for that. Um I'm getting the surgery. I don't know who I'm voting for yet, but uh when the time comes that we get our ballots and we're supposed to pick up a, a party or whatever, then I'll I'll do some more research, but right now, if I'm honest, I just don't give a fuck, you know, maybe that makes me lame, but you know, I just don't care, it's all just so exhausting, anyway, um, General OFG says, John, I'm starting to think you're peeing so much because of all the beer you drink every podcast. That may have something to do with it. You may be on to something there. Thing is, if I don't drink the beer, then it's it's that much harder for me to loosen up. And that's the key f- to this podcast. Not fucking sucking dick is me loosening up, you know. And thank God I've achieved that just now on some level. And... Uh, Hopefully we'll get some laughs out of this podcast yet. I know it hasn't been a riot so far, but I hope you guys are entertained so far for what it's worth. Um, anyway, thank you, General OFG. I appreciate it. Bully Scholarship Wee says, Job, I just opened the stream. Are you doing this live from your death camp? <laughs> It's amazing how uh, how much of an effect something as simple as this as this can have. Like this isn't even the whole wall; it's just a part of the wall. But from your perspective, it fills the entire camera frame. So in most people's heads, when they watch this footage, it's like the whole room looks like this, and they just imagine me and it's sitting right now in a little cement prison. When it's not like that, it's actually a much nicer room than that. But that's uh that's the power of cinema for you you know anyway thanks 
General OFG, I'm having a lot of fun broadcasting right now from my death camp. Thanks, dude. Um, love the background. Just kidding. Keep up the great work and the edgy humor. Thanks, man. Um, okay. So thank you, all you guys, for those super chats. I'm going to go piss. I'll be right back. And then we'll come back. And then we'll do the new Bites episode. Does that sound good to everybody? I hope so. All right. So let me just go on standby. And uh, we'll be right back. back did i wash my hands hmm i guess you guys are just gonna have to figure that out for yourselves maybe i did maybe i didn't what a mystery <laughs> uh, anyway um audio no it isn't fuck off you trolls audio is not off you guys can hear me just fine can't you People can hear me, right? Because I'm seeing the fucking audio. I'm seeing the sound bar go up and down. So it must be working. Teehee. Yeah, you fucking trolls. So. Um, fucking hell. You know, I've, I was dicking around for five hours just doing fixing podcast shit. So sh a fucking shitload to keep in mind before before I do these streams, and there's so many little fucking things to tweak and manage in order to get all this working, like all the the overlays and the Photoshop and re-rendering stuff and uh, tweaking the like the blocking of the camera and framing things right. And I spent a long time setting this up, but thank fuck, thank fuck. Uh, I finished it. And here we are recording another podcast. And we just finished a bunch of super chats. And now I can show you guys the new Bytes episode that I made if you guys want to see that. Are you guys ready for that? Do you guys want to see a new a new episode of Arby and the Chief Bytes? Is that what you guys want to see? Are you ready? You bet, John. Yes. Okay, let's do it. So I am going to... Oh, see what I did here too? So I have this uh, activity mode and I, I, I have this layout now. It's way better, right? The links, so all my links and my corner logo are at the bottom and then you got me at the left and then it's just all nicely proportioned, I feel. But anyway... Uh, okay, so this I'm not I'm not gonna be on camera for when I show you this new episode. I'm just although if if you guys want me to play it again, the second time that I play it, it can be like this where I'm here and then I I can like I can talk through the process of making this particular 
episode. Some of you probably saw it already. I put it on my Patreon for like the early access people. Everybody has early access on Patreon. Like any anybody who supports me on Patreon at any tier has like the an early access thing. So whenever I make something new, I'm going to put it on there a week in advance of making it public. So So some of you have probably already seen this. A uh, bunch of you probably haven't. Um, yes, even for just a dollar, everyone, everyone on Patreon gets to see stuff early. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to, even this isn't going to go public until Saturday, but I'm going to show you guys now anyway, because I think regardless of whether or not you're supporting me on Patreon, I think if you're here tuning in, um, I want, I want you to be able to see this and I think you'll enjoy it. So, Okay. So why don't I just fucking shut up and play this then? So this is called Master Switch. I'm not going to say what it's about or anything. I'm just going to play it. And hopefully you guys like it. So I really hope you guys like it. I worked really hard on it. I think it's funny. So, um, so volume is up. I think you guys, I'll turn the desktop audio on. And then you guys should be able to hear this sound. Hopefully. And then I'll... So I'm going to turn off my microphone and then I'm going to play the video. Okay? So here we go. Okay? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So if there's any problems with the volume level or you can't hear something, you can't see something, just let me know in the chat and I'll fix it and I'll reset the playback. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. Bytes number 26. Yes. Yes. You are the most console ever. Who's your master chief? Man, you're dry as fuck down there today. So many holes. So little times. Your CPU is so fucking hot, Abby. They doesn't call you sex box for nothing. Uh, that was the best, the best, the best, the best, the best. I'll call you later, K-Day. Okay. Stay beautiful. Man, sex bone one hex is literally the greatest goat of all time. It should be on a farm. It's so dope. I'm not even biased at all. Even the console wars is officially finished. Why the fuck would you ever play anything else ever? It's got some cool games. What is that? Here we go. What the fuck I, is that? I was having too much fun. Can always rely on you to keep it in check. Is that phone? This look like a phone to you. For a giant, maybe? Well, you're a huge faggot, so I guess it made sense. So what is it? That's right, don't let the big white logo and text on the back distract you from asking me. It's not like I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Me. Me. They. Jesus, you still can't read. Yeah, cause I doesn't waste time learning things that's not important like hello. I sure hope it's the text you're trying to say. Yeah. 
Mean. Incomplete. Incomplete glitch. Sounds perfect for you, whatever it is. Disgusted face. Are you fucking serious face? Ah. What is it? I fucking touched it. So? Get it off. Hug. What are you doing? That was my favorite dance. That was my hand for beating off and finger blasting hot ass shits. The first part I believe. My favorite dance has an AIDS now. You're being ridiculous. It probably just has cancer. Have a super cancer probably. Which do you think it is? Super cancer or AIDS? Both. Of course. And it's super AIDS too. Naturally. Dude. Dude yourself. What the fuck is the mattress with you? The matter with me is I'm having fun. What's the matter with fucking you? Fucking Nintendo. How fucking low can you sunk? I did to the fucking Earth's core if it got me away from you. But you'd follow me. You're supposed to play sex box. I'm not supposed to play You're anything. toy for Christ's sake. I'm my own person with my own taste. Right now I have a taste for games other than shooters. You wanna be a militant ex-pro knock yourself out. Though I prefer you keep your fandom to yourself. Like I am. I doesn't think you heard what I'm saying though you are bitter. I'm holding you right now. And I'm only gonna say this once. Once too often. You need to stop liking things that I don't like. Seriously. It's fucking sad dude. I felt so embarrassed for you. You gotta stop that shit. Right now. Or I'm afraid you're gonna leave me no choice. I'm gonna have to kick your ass Arbiter. Okay. Tell me you stand under what I just said to you. I stand under what you're saying, Chief. I just don't care. Not saying you'll succeed, but you do what you gotta do. But. But but but. But but. Well, but. But sex bone is best bone. How come you hate it so I much? I don't hate Xbox. You wouldn't catch me dead with that fucking thing in my hands. Great. Got it all to myself then. Yeah, until the super AIDS cancer fucking kills you to death. Let's hope. So what dog shit are you Why playing? Why can't you just leave Let me, me alone? Queef of the wild, or super din din man? Neither. So what then? Indie game. Like Indiana Joe? Independent. Oh for fuck's sake. What now? Independence games is trash dude. Not all of them. Yes Arbiter, all of them. Every single one. Like you'd have a fucking clue. Unlike you, I doesn't ask to hate shit who knew what it tastes like. Tastes pretty good to me. Cause you're a fucking pleb who loves the tastes of shit. Every time. Every fucking time you're playing some kitty bullshit. It's like you're actually trying to piss me off. Like you do to me every fucking day. I honestly think this is one of the best consoles ever made. Rotham Amazing now. piece of engineering. Ha, 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 Go ha, ha, ahead ha, ha, and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. You're the one Jesus who did Christ. The super AIDS cancer has spread to your brains already. Well, you don't have to agree with me. No shit. Why the fuck would I? You're fucking wrong. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. And I'm allowed to have mine. Wrong again, Arbiter. It's 2019. Onions are legal now. You cannot ask or else. There is only the facts. And I have them all. I am literally a fax machine. What is it you don't like about it exactly? The brilliant controller design? The portability. Oh, it doesn't matter if you can't even fucking play Halo on a digit. That might not even be the case. What do you mean? 
Well, I've heard it's pretty easy to hack. Play other games on it. Like with emulators. What the fuck are you doing? Beat sexy hacks. Don't do that. You doesn't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, I do. Shut the fuck up. No, you doesn't. It's super complex, you get it. You're not lead enough like me to stand under what I'm doing. There's a bunch of pins, pins in one and ten, yeah. You're trying to short them. You could fry it. I'm not gonna fry it. I'm not even hungry. Even though I should fry it cause it's switch. But if I axe it, I might be able to play Halo on it. That would be fucking hits. And actually made the switch playable. You can't play Halo on it. Not yet, but when I axe it, I literally just fucking said it. You have never listened. Even if you did. There's fucking GameCube and Gay Station emulators. Why the fuck wouldn't there be one for Xbox? There is. For Xbox One anyway. I mean the first Xbox, not the new one. But I don't think it's reliable. The processor's x86. They're hard to emulate properly. Same with the Nvidia chip it uses. USD if you the fuck up. I'm trying to play Halo here. No way. Seriously? Shit out of here. Does you got any ideas what people would pay me if I sold this? Then I could talk more switches, hacks those ones too and sold them. Then I'd be fucking rich. And all bitches would automatically suck my cock at once. Yeah, you might almost make as much as your bail. What the fuck does that supposed to mean? Those aren't your products to sell. But I have them right now. And other people's don't. And I want to sold them. And other people's will want them. So why the hell not? How much is it to make one of those commercial posts on Facebooks? You're not being serious, right? Attention all sexy gamers, Switch Cups, K-Station Cups, but especially the Sexbox Chad Master Race. Are you a bad enough dudes to play Halo anywhere? Well, now you can. For the first times ever, Halo has finally come to the Switch. Welcome. Introducing the new Master Switch DM trademark. Hold the throbbing pulsating power of Halo in both your hands wherever you go. At work, your kid's graduation, grandma's funeral. Wow, cool. Awesome. At last, the portability utility of the hands hold console without all the gay ass Nintendo games. Mama Media. No Prince Zelda. No racist Italy man. Just Halo. The most game ever made. Whenever you want, wherever you want. Whatever you want, I got the shitload in stocks but supplies is limited for no reason so order yours right now or your day. The Master Switch DM trademark, the most dope console ever for chat gamers, cause Master Switch does what Nintendo don't, fuck Nintendo. What is up YouTube? You're watching the extreme, the most extreme stream. I'm your host Master Chief, thanks for tuning in my gummies, and if you doesn't already know I got some new merchandise, and it's selling hotcakes. 
The master switched DM trademark Dabby. Play Halo anywhere. Man, I can't believe it took me this long to start making money. It's so easy. LOL. Police! Search for it! Oh, Come fine. out where we can see you! Fine. Hands in the air! Oh shit. My promptorans. Gods to deleted them all. Oh god. There is too many prompts. Police! Don't move! Get down! Kay. Fast! No sudden movements! Okay. Down flat! On your knees! Stomach against the desk! Okay. Hands over your head! Kay. Behind your back! Interlock your fingers! I can't. Target secure. Are you the invite me? Microsoft Task Force. I'm streaming. What's that? I'm streaming. The camera is recording. Turn the stream off. Hey, I said get down on sorry, your knees. Sorry, sorry. Flat on your stomach. Stay down. I doesn't know what I'm supposed to does. Well, that sounds like a you problem, bitch. Omaya wa mushindere. I am Toyota Mitsubishi. I am with Nintendo Task Force. You're coming with me to ancient Japan. No, where you will off. be tried for your disgraceful copyright crimes. Stop resisting arrest. You modify and resell our product. Ah, no, Nintendo's no, intellectual you, property ah, is sacrosanct. No, your punishment will you, be severe. Boom. Can you guys hear me? There you go. Um, I know it's not episode 14. I know it's short. It's already over. But uh, I, I really hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, there's more to come. I have more. I have, I'm writing more. I have actually a whole other one written already. I've, it's actually, it's like 90, 95% done, the script. And then I can go right into production on that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there you go. Uh, there's more to come. And um, I hope that's uh, satisfying. You know, I hope that's satiating enough between now and when episode 14 comes out. Like if, if before episode 14 comes out, there's a few more of these. I hope you guys... I hope you guys don't mind because gives me more time that we're all kind of episode 14. Hopefully you guys find it funny. So 
I hope you enjoyed it. Um, do you guys do you guys want me to play it again and I can watch it? I can participate this time. If not, we can move on to something else if you guys want. No big deal. Looks like everyone liked it. That's good. We need to know what happens next. I don't know. I have the Chiefs, Chiefs in ancient Japan now. <laughs> As you might have guessed, this isn't exactly canon with uh, Season 8. The Bites are... Just think of the Bites as their own... Their own thing. Or... The thing is that with the bites is you can you can consider the bites canon to the story, but you have to acknowledge that the bites are an artificial creation within the 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 story of it. So it's like in the story of season eight, later on, it's like they're making these bites in a way that they're the toys are and me are self-aware and then it's like even though like the plot is ridiculous like chief being taken away from some racist guy english white guy doing a generic japanese voice it's like it's done it's 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 like the toys know they're making a bite and then that bite comes out and it's like it's not exactly canon with the story but it is within the universe. So it's like if you're looking at the Arby and the Chief story, the story episodes are the stuff that's actually happening and the bites are an artificial creation within the story universe, right? So that's that's what I mean. I don't know if you I don't know if you mean I don't know if you know what it is I'm trying to say but but that's the logic behind it. Um, so let's let's go through it. Let's go through it. we just do that. Um, activity, and then I'm gonna rewind it, and I'm just gonna like I'm gonna pause it if like something occurs to me, and uh, I'll talk to you about it. Wait, why why am I blown the fuck out? I must have missed that. I thought you were Scottish. No, I'm in fact Japanese. Couldn't you tell by my really fluent Japanese accent? Yes. Um, so I don't know if he's here in the chat right now, but there's a guy named Michael Fuzi who donated kindly his Xbox One to me, and this is his Xbox One featured in the episode so thank you very much to michael fuzi you're probably not here right now but uh i credit i credited him in the, at the end too yes you are the most console ever who's your master chief man you're dry as fuck down there today so many holes so little times you're yes i turned it so down. fucking hot Abby. they doesn't call you sex box for nothing So these episodes are made in different passes. So there's uh, the first pass. Well, the first step is recording. Okay, so the the script is written, right? And so there's an outline made. There's an outline written, and so like every beat of. First of all, okay, I'll start from the very beginning, right? So 
I'm writing a bite episode, right? And I know it's going to be split into three acts. And then I try to summarize each of those three acts in three words, right? So the first act of this would be, actually, you know what? I, I split it into five broad acts. So, and they're not, it's three acts, but it's five primary beats throughout the, the whole episode. And it's, so it's a three act structure, but there's a, it's, it's a five beat story, five broad beat story within a basic three act paradigm. That's how to think about it. So the five beats are chief fucks the Xbox one. Chief finds out that Arbiter's playing switch. Um, Chief finds out that the switch can be hacked. Um, and he and he puts Halo on it. Chief makes his hacked switch commercial, and then Chief gets arrested by Microsoft and Nintendo. Right. So those are the f there's like a three three act structure, right? And then there's those five basic blocks that I start with. And then, like, you you, f you start breaking it down more and more until you get to the most minute detail, right? So, so when you have those five blocks, you break that down into... Um, I break it down into character beats. So what that means is... Um, so this chief by himself would be one beat. And then when Arbiter comes into the scene, that's that's a new character beat. And then this applies more to when I'm doing it like a story episode where there's more characters. But when it's just the toys, then uh, the five blocks are basically the same as the character beats. So to break that down, it's character beats and then um, it's, uh, what is it from there? Dramatic blocks. Oh no, it's it's broken down into scenes, right? So there's the bedroom. Okay, so it's broken down into scenes first. So it's like the bedroom and then the bedroom but later. So it, there's going to be a a difference in the color temperature of the shots to like distinguish one scene from another. Like you'll you know when the, like when chief looks up the switch hack guide on the computer and then it cuts to arbiter in bed. The, sh the temperature of the shot changes to indicate that like okay this is later on later on, later in the day right or the next day right it's just it's used as a, a distinguishing feature between one scene and another um, so it gets broken down in scenes so but all of the scenes are in the bedroom and then it gets broken down into character beats and then it gets broken down into uh, dramatic blocks or slash jokes right so there's like chief banging the xbox and then the joke with the cigarette he lights a cigarette and he gives the cigarette to the xbox and then like he finds arbiter with the switch and then it's like breaking down that conversation that they have so it's like they talk about the switch for a bit and then chief goes in to like read the thing and and then the gag with him yanking his hand off and throwing it away because he touched the Nintendo Switch because he's such a fanboy, right? And um, 
So those are dramatic blocks, right? And then that those get broken down into individual shots. So it's like, what shots do I need? So it's like, first shot, you wanna you wanna reveal information gradually to the audience and in a very particular order. So I chose not to reveal Chief right away. The first thing you see is the Xbox getting banged. And it's not obvious that Chief is fucking the console right away, but you know something's going on. It's like the Xbox is vibrating and shaking all over the place, and then you leave the audience to assume, like, you let them figure it out in the first few seconds, where it's just like, I wonder what's happening. It's like, oh, Chief's probably fucking it, because... Cause he's a he's a fanboy, right? And then you yes. reveal Chief. Yes. So I always try to reveal things as late as possible. Master Chief. And in a, in a, in a dramatic order. So many holes, so little times. And then uh, when all the shots are broken down, then that's where the dialogue gets fleshed out. Where it's like, okay. What's the dialogue in this block? What's the dialogue in this block? And then that that makes writing the dialogue much more manageable because you break it down into bite-sized manageable chunks, you know? So that's the the worst thing you can do is just start start from the minute details and work your way up to a theme because then it's like it's just a, an overwhelming mess where you're just like, "Well, where do I start with in terms of dialogue, right?" So I th I find it's good to it's 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 okay to start f use it's okay to start from that like if you have an idea like a line of dialogue that's really funny you can start from that but then you're going to reach a point where you're just like okay I don't know where to go from here and so the answer is to flip to the other side of the story building process and start from the inside out where it's like okay what's my theme What's what's the central joke here? And so the central joke of this episode would be Chief sells uh, hacked versions of the Switch that play Halo on them, right? And if that theme changes, then you can switch it out for something else. But it's good to have something there and have a game plan, you know? And then when in the process of fleshing out the story you realize that maybe the theme that you initially came up with isn't the one that is, isn't what it, like you might decide that the theme is different in the process of writing the story and it's okay to switch the theme out for something else, right? It's just, but it's always good to have something there so you have something that's driving the story forward, right? But from the very beginning, I, I was pretty set on like, this is the joke, this is what I want to do. I want to do some, uh, well, the first thing I started with was the Nintendo Switch. Like, I want to do something with the Switch and something with Chief in relation to the Switch. And Chief obviously wouldn't be a fan of the Switch. So I want to extract the comedy from that because it's established the audience already thinks, like, okay, Chief is a Microsoft fanboy. So that shot where Chief looks and there's a focus rack and you s it's like an over-the-shoulder shot over chief looking at arbiter playing the switch the audience knows that they see that shot and they're like oh chief realizes that arbiter's playing switch and it's like they know like oh he likes xbox he's not a fan of the switch what's going to happen what's going to be his opinion on it and you know i i play on that expectation with that like holding on silence where chief is just standing there staring like are you fucking serious the nintendo switch really Really, 
and uh, yeah, so you get the idea, right? I'm 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 saying a bunch of things right now, and it's probably really obvious, but I'm just walking you through my process of breaking a story down from from concept all the way down to like these are the shots, this is the dialogue, right? And then the script gets finalized, right? So I comb through it a few times and then um, punch up the dialogue, throw in a few jokes, maybe take some jokes out that aren't working. Like I'll, I'll write a draft and then like leave it for a while and come back to it. And then I'll read through it again and I'll be like, oh, that's, that's not that funny. Or, you know, I thought that was funny when I first wrote it, but now I realize that it's not that funny, so I'll take it out. Or, or you find stuff where it's like, that is funny and I can expand upon that in a way that I didn't before. So like, it's just like, where, where else can I go with this joke? And then, so, you know, you take some jokes out, you throw some jokes in and then you polish the script. And, um, once the script is finalized, that's when all the dialogue gets written out phonetically in like a notepad document. So it's just like all of chief's dialogue is like written out in one giant block of text. And then the same with arbiters dialogue. And then I know I'm talking way too much here and we've been paused for like five, 10 minutes, but just bear with me. Okay. I'm almost done. And uh, so all the dialogue is separated into phonetic chunks and then they're pasted into the, like the text to speech thing. And then I, I record that synth dialogue from Microsoft, Sam and Mike. And then that dialogue gets uh, imported into Adobe audition. I cut out the dead air and then that gets imported into Premiere, and then you cut it up, and then you trim it, so it's like right cut on the f the frame, like the like the start and end points of each sentence is like cut right down to the frame, so there's no like dead air, there's no space where it's like nothing is audible. I cut all that out, and then I subtitle it all, so you basically just stretch one giant text slate in the Adobe timeline over all the voice clips. And then you chop that up along with all the voice clips, uh, start and end points. And then you subtitle all the lines of dialogue separately. And then once they're all, once all the subtitles are written, then all the voice clips are linked to the subtitles. And then they're all shifted chronologically, like in the order that they're supposed to be uttered. Right. So it's like Arbiter says this, then Chief says this, then Arbiter says this, right? And so it's like alternating between the two, just like it is in the script, right? And so that's all done before anything's even shot. So before anything sh is even shot, I have the whole conversation and subtitles on a timeline. And so I can hear the conversation even though there's no footage. And me hearing the conversation with subtitles gives me an even more solidified idea of how to shoot it, right? So I'll do that first. That'll strengthen my idea of like, okay, I need this shot, I need this shot. And then I refine a shot list. So it's like, and you know, you have all your different types of shots, right? You have your extreme wide, your wide, full shot, cowboy shot, medium shot, medium close-up, close-up, extreme close-up and inserts, right? So an insert is anything that's not a person 
in the shot. It's like an object, right? Um, so that all gets broken down. I know exactly what shots I need, and then I shoot it all. Like I write it all on my phone, so I have a list of shots on my phone, and I'll go through my phone. I'll have my camcorder in one hand and my phone in the other, and I'll be like, okay, I need this shot next. I need this shot. And then I'll just do that for like, that'll be like a whole day of shooting where it's like hundreds of shots just just for that bite. Like literally just under 200 shots, I think. And then uh, that all gets transferred and imported. And then I throw that in with the dialogue and then I edit it. And then after it's all edited, there's that's one phase. And then there's a sound design phase, right? So all the original, all the source audio that the camcorder records while I'm getting these shots, all that audio is scrapped um, and it's replaced with brand new audio. So, so I'll have like the footage and the dialogue and the subtitles, but there's no, there's no sound. And so I need to do all the sound raw, right? So I'll record ambience, room tone, right? And then, um, and then all the individual sound effects. So chief spanking the console, the console banging the, the table, chief banging the console. Those are recorded as separate sounds. And then they're all layered in post-production, right? So I grab all the sounds and then I import them all. And then you place them all on the timeline. And, uh, and then at the very end, the ver- the last thing is uh, mixing the music in. So, like, there's no music until the very end. And then I decide, okay, this music would fit here. I'll put some ominous sound design here, but it's used in a comedic context. Like, for instance, when Chief is like, uh, when Chief is like, stop, think- stop liking things that I don't like or I'm going to kick your ass. All of a sudden, the sound design gets very, like, the music stops and it's like there's this drone, this ominous drone where it's like, and then there's a low sub hit where it's like to accentuate certain sentences as if it's like a big deal or that, you know, he's saying, stop liking things that I don't like or I'm going to kick your ass. So it's extracting the comedy from that. Right. And then and that's it. Okay, yeah, I'm done. There you go. There's my process. Okay, I'll shut up now. So I'll just play the rest of the episode. Your CPU is so fucking hot, Abby. It doesn't call you Xbox for nothing. Uh, that was the best, the best, the best, the and, best. And uh, I love, uh, I actually I love this, the cinematography part of it. Okay. I like it when Stay a shot beautiful. comes together. Man, Sex you know? Bone 1X is literally the greatest gold of all time. It should it's be very, no uh, so I'm not even biased at all, even. The console wars is officially like framing finished. a shot. Why the fuck like have you ever played anything else? You look ever? for ways to tell as much cool of games. the story as possible in a single frame. You know? You know? You know. What is that? Here we go. What the fuck I is that? I was having too much fun. Can always so Chief's not a fan of the Switch, obviously. He's an Xbox fanboy. This looks like a phone to you. For a giant and baby. Arbiter playing anything so else rubs sense. in the wrong way. So what is it? Classic That's comedy formula. Let the big white logo the, and text on the back distract the you from asking double act. It's not like I need the middle something. Constantly at odds and playing off yeah. the uh, 
the stupidity of the console wars. You know? Jesus, you still like, can't read. This, tri this tribalism over consoles, like which is the best console to have, and if you're... If you have this console, you're cool, but if you have, if you have that console, you're late, and the stupidity of all that. I like, I like that RBG kind of highlights that dumb tribalism when it comes to uh, console gaming. Or just gaming in general, and then PC is also a factor. Right. What are you doing? So, like, Chief shits. I have Chief shitting on PC gamers. Even the though PC is clearly superior my favorite to console, has an age now. you can customize it, you can have way higher end it hardware. It probably just has cancer. You have a super cancer probably. Which John, do you think up. it is? Super cancer yeah, or AIDS? Yeah, I know, sorry. Both. I'm sorry of course if you're talking too much. Too. Naturally. Dude. So that, that shot right the there, right? That's an example of like... Cancer. How do I tell as much of the story as possible in a single frame, right? So it's like you've got... there's. A lot going on in this shot. It's deceptively uh, simple. Back arbiter and the and the switch in the background, chief in the in the in focus, and then his hand in the foreground. Right. So there's like a layer to like the information that you're being dealt. There's layers to the information that you're being dealt. Of course, and it's super aged too. Naturally, dude. Dude yourself. What the fuck is the mattress with you? The matter with me is I'm having fun. What's the matter with fucking you? Yeah, I know it's how fucking low people can you are sunk? like. I did to the fucking earth's core that got me away I'm from pointing you. Pointing out very obvious things. But to play sex box. I'm not I don't know. It's like you like watch a bunch of amateur sake. filmmakers and they don't pay attention to this sort of thing. So that's that's why I feel the need to mention sex box. Not yourself out. You know. Though I prefer you keep your fandom to yourself. Like I am. I doesn't think you heard what I'm saying. Like, if it's so easy, why doesn't everybody else fucking you do right it? Now. You know what I mean? And I'm only gonna say this once. Once too often. You need to stop liking things that I don't like. Seriously. It's fucking sad, dude. I felt so embarrassed for you. You gotta stop that shit. Right now. Or I'm afraid you're gonna leave me no choice. I'm gonna have to kick your ass, Arbiter. Okay. Tell me you stand under what I just said to you. So I, I, I specifically cut to... I like, when the, when the conversation gets Not intense with that, succeed, like, you if you, you don't stop do. liking what I don't like, I'm gonna kick your but, ass. I deliberately cut but, but, to, but, like, the close shot but, teeth but, rather than the medium but, shot or a full but, shot. Because I'm trying to... How you hate it so I much? don't hate Xbox. I'm trying to have the proximity of the camera to the subject reflect Great. the intensity of what's being talked about. Not until the super AIDS right. cancer fucking kills you to death. Let's hope. Yeah. So what dog shit are you Why playing? You just Let me, me alone. Best. Queef of the wild or super bin bin wild man. Neither. And then, so what then? In the wide shot, the, the game. You like can Indiana see the severed, ha the detached hand. Oh, for fuck's sake! Is, is now? Composed in the frame. Games is trash, dude. Not all of them. Yes, Arbiter. All of them. Every single one. Like you'd have a fucking clue. Unlike you, I doesn't ask to hate shit who knew what it tastes like. Tastes pretty good to me. Cause you're a fucking pleb who loves the tastes of shit. Every time. 
and then I try to make the dialogue as authentic sounding as possible. Like I want, I always want, I make an effort, a solid effort to like make the dialogue sound as authentically as possible as if it was the super AIDS cancer has spread to your brains like already. real gamers having an unfortunate two gamers well, one being like a militant fanboy authentically talking about video games with I'm no filter now. and you don't see, I don't see I mean I don't see a lot of conversations like this happening on, on the internet or YouTube like videos exactly. I feel like the brilliant people actually Talk or at least think like this. You can't even you know, play like fanboys will think of Switch as just like, oh, you got a Switch, mean? really? Like, I don't know what it is, well, like, about it's easy to why Nintendo Switch is perceived by some people to be like, like a console for kids or babies or whatever. It's so dumb to me, you know? And that's why I have Chief do it. But I, I kind of understand the mentality of it, you know? So, like, it's not alien to me, but it is stupid at the same time, and I like to extract the comedy of that, you know? I try not to pander to anybody. Like, I, Chief has his point of view, Arbiter has his point of view, and I try to be authentic to both when I'm writing for a particular character I'll be as authentic to that character as I can so like when I'm writing Chief's dialogue I don't agree with what he's saying but I'll write his dialogue as if I genuinely believe what he's saying you know and that that conflict between right dialogue of two characters that's written well, authentically that's where the comedy comes from, right? So you don't you don't want to like what I'm doing. Yeah, I do. write dialogue between two characters from a one-sided approach where it's like favoring one character's way of things. Because then you end up pandering to one side, and the conversation doesn't seem authentic. And even though I should write it because it's funny, but if I accident, I might be able to play Halo on it. That would be fucking hits. And actually made the switch playable. You can't play Halo on it. Not yet, but when I actually, and I like, I actually like to be accurate by about the things that the episodes are about. So, like, if you were to actually hack a switch, that's actually how you would go about doing it. If there's 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 ten pins underneath a bit of plastic on one side of the switch, and if you short pins one and ten together with a paper clip, doing that. This the switch hardware registers that as a as a f the a function of pressing uh not the home button on the switch itself but something like that so, uh, some kind of function equivalent to that and if you do if you if that function is enabled while you're pressing the power button then it boots into this recovery mode and um in that window of time, you have an opportunity to what's called inject a payload into the switch software before the um, before it's like it's, it's a small window of opportunity to gain root access into the into the switch's software. And so once you have root access, the hardware is fucked and you can do whatever you want. Uh, a fucked as in like, you can bypass all any counter 
measures that N- Nintendo have put in place, and you can put whatever fucking shit you want on there. Why the fuck wouldn't there be one for Xbox? There is. For Xbox and so I'll do a, for something I mean, like this. I'll Xbox do a lot of research. I'll be like, but okay, this is how you reliable. do it, and so I'll have Chief do this, and then there I'll do this. Properly. Same with the NVIDIA chip And the stuff about emulation is accurate. There are emulators for a bunch of the a bunch of consoles, but only up to PlayStation 2. There no are way. emulators for Xbox, like Arbiter says, but uh, because the Should x86 processor and the NVIDIA chip that the original Xbox uses are so difficult to emulate properly, could talk more switches, um, hacks those there are emulators, but they're not reliable, and be reliable for, and all for uh, automatically Xbox. My cock at once. Yeah, you might almost make as much as your bail. What the fuck does that supposed to mean? Those aren't your products to sell. But I have them right now. And Ancient Japan. And not Asian Japan. And other I think people it's pretty self-explanatory so that Japan not? is Asian. How much is it to make one of those commercial posts on Asian Facebook? Asian Japan. <laughs> As opposed to You're what? You're not being serious, right? Attention all sexy gamers. Switch cups, PlayStation cups. But especially the sex box chat master race. Are you a bad enough Did you record Halo 5 Kardashian well, now you and can. put it on For the, the first times ever, Um, Halo it's just a YouTube video. I just, I found a YouTube video of like a, a, a Halo 5 playthrough and I just played it on the But it, it's such a simple way of making it seem like Xbox is being played on the Switch, you know? So I'm just like, I can't not do something with that. It's no racist silly man, just Halo, the most game ever made. Whenever you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. I got this shitload in stocks, but supplies is limited for no reason, so order yours right now or your day. The Master Switch DM trademark, the most gold console ever for chat gamers. Cause Master Switch does what you don't. Fuck Nintendo. Uh... Master Switch does what Nintendo is obviously a reference the to the old screen. Sega slogan. Your host, Master Chief. Sega for Genesis does what and Nintendo already knew I got some new merchandise and it's selling hotcakes. Used to be in the commercials Master for Switch uh, trademark, Sega's consoles because they were so hyper competitive Man, with Nintendo it took at the time. Me this long to start making money. But they lost it's out so eventually easy. because Hello. the Dreamcast was Please, an awesome console. I love the Dreamcast, but my prompt it was released at all. the wrong oh time. There is and too many things. There are certain technological things that it didn't have that it no should have. Okay. Broadband was a big one. Stomach against the desk. Okay. Hands over Broadband your and your back. Interlock your a lack of two analog sticks. Are you the two me? things Microsoft that really killed that console. Force. I'm streaming. What's that? I'm streaming. The camera is recording. Turn the stream off. Hey, I said get down on the Sorry, sorry. Flat on your stomach. Stay down. I doesn't know why. And of course, Chief only gets well, viewers when he's being like arrested on bitch. on live oh on camera. <laughs> and uh, that's what's known as the Wilhelm scream. For those not in the know, you might have heard that scream before in movies. It's famously called the Wilhelm scream. It's used a lot. There goes Chief, taken away to ancient Japan.
there you go. If you're just tuning in and you missed that, you can rewind it. I think I have DVR enabled, so you can rewind it and you can watch the whole thing uninterrupted without my stupid face and voice interrupting the whole thing. So, so there you go. I hope you guys enjoyed that, and uh, I'm I've, there's more in development. Actually, I want to talk to you about some of the ones I have in development, and I want to ask you whether or not you think they're off- offensive or not, or what your opinion is on them. Because, see, I got I got this idea for the next bite I want to do. I have the script fleshed out, but it's about sensitive subject matter because it's about the trans thing. So I have this idea written for a, a bite where Chief is looking for uh, attention for his streaming and he wants money and he sees how much women are making uh, streaming video games and so he decides to become a woman and he turns into a Twitch thought. Thought being that hoe over there. And so he identifies as a woman and he becomes a girl streamer, right? And so he's lying to people. And it's it's about the subject matter is the trans thing, right? But I really don't think I'm shitting on trans people. The, the joke isn't the trans community. It's about dishonest people who occupy the trans movement and they use the movement for their own gain their own purposes right so that's that's really what the joke is but i don't want it to be misinterpreted as me shitting on trans people because i really don't have anything against the trans community i mean they're so hyper politicized right now but i don't have anything against them broadly broadly speaking but there are certain individuals i think who occupy the movement who don't have good intentions and so that's what i'm making fun of that's what i'm trying to make fun of right it's like i'm doing this i have this idea for the bite with the knowledge that chief isn't what he says he is right that that's at the core of it and so what do you guys think do you think that's like a is there anybody watching this right now who's like identifies as trans or whatever and has a problem with that i really don't see that being the case but like if somebody does object to that on some level I would be interested to hear and I think I can actually explain like no see this is what I'm doing you know what I mean but I have I have a strong feeling like if I have trans fans who are like in the chat right now that they would be like yeah I get it you know no big deal I think it would be fine if done right I agree yeah I mean it just has to be clear what the joke is right and the joke is is liars essentially because chief isn't what he says he is the reason i think i can get away with it is that chief knows he's a man but he's saying otherwise he's saying oh i'm a woman now i was always a woman but he doesn't actually think that he's just saying that to get attention and i think you got you got a few people in the trans community who are doing just that do you guys do you guys know who jessica yaniv is I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about, but uh, that's an example of somebody who who occupies the trans movement, but I th- I think doesn't have good intentions. 
and uh, she was actually um, she was um, interviewed recently by uh, oh yeah somebody said Blair White I like Blair White I don't know if do you have a problem with Blair White because I don't but uh, Blair White recently put a video out where she interviewed Jessica Yaniv and I couldn't believe that interview I watched the whole thing and I was just like oh my god like like, I really don't like this person. And it has nothing to do with the fact that they're trans, but it's just like I, I got a really weird feeling about that person. And it's just like I don't think they're well-intended. And that's that's the th kind of thing I have a problem with, you know. Anyway, Blair Blair White and Yaniv are both freaks. Why? Because they're both... They do, both identify as trans? I mean, that's... that's for, Freaks isn't a good way to describe them. I mean, Yaniv, I I mean, I like Blair White. I don't like Jessica Yaniv. But I don't, I don't think I don't think Eve, either of them should be described as freaks. Just because they're they're trans or whatever. I mean, Jesus Christ, if there's a case to be made for transgenderism, Blair White is certainly it. Because, like, at first glance, you look at Blair White and you're you're like, that's a woman. But apparently she was born a man and she transitioned into a, wo a woman. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, you would have to tell me that. Like, I, I wouldn't just assume that at first glance. But there's certain people where you look at it, you get a first glance, one glance of them, and they're like, you know, I'm, I assume you guys are the same, where you're like me, where you're just like, you look at certain people and you're like, they kind of look like a either a man immediately they look like a man or a woman at first glance and you you kind of you do kind of categorize them immediately on first glance but then if you come to learn more about somebody you can like reassess your position where it's just like oh okay maybe they're this instead of that but there's going to be that first at first glance interpretation where it's just like that looks like this category you know and uh, I look at someone like Blair White and I'm like, that's a woman. But she was born a biological man, but transitioned into a woman. And then Jessica Yaniv, who identifies a, as a woman. But at first glance, it's like, is that a woman or is that a man? I'm not sure. So there's like a there's a physicality to like determining at first glance what somebody's gender is. Right. And I think people like to pretend that's not the case. Like, people don't work like that, but they do. I think that's the case. Maybe, I don't know. Do, is anyone disagreeing with me right now? It's hard to tell. You know, this these times that we're living in are so fucking sensitive and shit. And I'm not out to offend anybody. I don't, that's really not what I'm trying to do. I don't, I, I get, I gain no pleasure from upsetting people. But it's like, I do like to call people out on bullshit when I see it. And it's like, I don't know, man. So, yeah, I got this idea for a trans episode, but like, I don't, I want to make sure, I think my heart's in the right place. And, but it's like, is, is now the right time to put out like trans material? Like maybe that's too, maybe I should, maybe I should put that script on the back burner. You know what I mean? And then focus on something else that's not 
as politically charged, but it's just such a funny idea to me that it's just like, I really want to do that, but it's like, I don't, it's like risky. It feels like it's risky. Anyway, I don't know if that's going to be the next one I put out, but that, that is the one that I have most developed, but I have another one as well. Um, that I'm developing. Maybe I'll just do that instead in the meantime. But eventually I, I want to do that episode just because like, you know. Are you afraid that there will be someone who looks at your video and is offended? It may be inevitable, but if it is well handled, does, does it matter? Um, well, I, I just wanted to get a sense from the chat right now about that idea. I mean, I think I'll do that idea regardless because I think it's funny and I think my heart's in the right place. But, um, I mean, I've already offended people. Like, apparently with that, I told you about this the last podcast that I did about, like, me doing the racist thing. The slightly right-leaning podcast with racist. And it was this whole joke about what a liberal's idea of a conservative is which is that a conservative is this ridiculous racist who owns every gun ever made and does obscenely racist shit. And apparently a fan of mine took that video and showed it in at, at their school in a debate class, in the context of a debate class, and they got in trouble. And then all the kids who are in class who watched that clip of me as racist were like, outraged apparently they were like how how could he you know entertain the idea of shooting trans people and babies with a 50 caliber bolt action rifle and it's like yeah exactly how could i because it's a joke how the fuck can you interpret that any other way that's it's so dumb and it's like, I can, when it's so obviously, to that degree, when it's so obviously a joke, it's it's hard to, like, feel bad. I felt bad because that kid who showed the video got in trouble. And I was like, he shouldn't have gotten in trouble for that. Like, it's a debate class. Like, he should have shown the video, and then the students should have ha talked about it, you know. Uh, just, just, like... Just discuss the video, like not demonizing anybody, not demonizing the person who showed the clip. Like, how could you show that in class? Like, like yeah, I, I get it. I'm, I've, I have, I have this offensive sense of humor, and maybe not everyone finds what I do funny. But like, it wasn't my intention to upset anybody. And it's like, I don't think that kid who showed the clip of me should have gotten in trouble because it was a debate class after all. It's like. You're supposed to you're supposed to bring in contra controversial ideas and discuss them. I mean, like that's that's where interesting conversations come from is from based on ideas that are controversial and not easily accepted. It's like, how do we feel about this? I don't know. Well, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. Like, and both sides are valid. But like, what I I don't like somebody being demonized immediately and then excluded from the conversation. It's like, that's not a debate. Fuck off. Anyway, what are you, you, you going to do? What am I going to do? Like, 
I put that clip out there and then shit just happens, you know? Somebody grabs it, shows it in their debate class, gets in trouble, and then... I do feel bad, but should I? I mean, I shouldn't let it get in the way of me making more stuff, right? Because, like, you're all, you're never going to please everybody. You're always going to offend somebody, and it's like... All I can do is... The best thing I can do is just rely on my own comedic sensibilities, my own sensibility of what's funny and to exercise discipline in what I'm putting out and make sure that what what it is I'm putting out is well intended. And I think I always do that. I'm always really careful with that. It may not seem like it, but uh, I am hyper aware of what I'm writing and the content that I'm putting out and... I go with what's funny, you know, what I think is funny. And uh and uh, I'm worried about having my channel removed. It's a it's a serious concern for me. And uh I actually recently demonetized all my videos. I don't I don't think I told you guys this yet, but no, I wouldn't have cause I did it recently. I I manually demonetized not all of my videos, but the vast majority of them because if my channel were to ever be removed, I don't want to give YouTube any ammunition, you know, for like keeping my channel deleted. Like if my channel were to disappear one day, I don't want them to give them any ammunition where they could go like, well, you monetized, you monetized content that was against our policy guidelines, even though I don't think I've ever made anything that was against their guidelines because that's another thing because there's there are. YouTube is so infuriatingly vague about what their hate speech their hate speech policies. It's not just YouTube either. It's a lot of different corporations, you know, where it's like it's like they don't satire isn't a, a there's not there's not a portion of their guidelines dedicated to satire, you know what I mean? It's just like the furthest they'll go is like you can say fuck, you can say shit, you can say damn. Like, that's all fine. But as soon as you say racial slurs or the F word, you know what I'm talking about. The the slur for gay people that I say all the time, but I'm not saying right now because I just don't want to poke the hornet's nest. But it's like you can't say, you can't say the N word, you can't say the F word. Uh... And it's like, th that's where it ends. And it's just like, well, what about satire? What what if I use those words, but I'm making fun of the people who use those words in a genuinely hateful way? Like, is it is it off the table in all cases, including satire? You know, like, how about some specification? But they won't. Because, like... I, I don't think they want to put in the effort of like digging through all the the satirical videos and being like cuz like I'm I'm sure there's going to be examples of videos uploaded to YouTube where it's classified as satire but it's secretly like you know it's like oh I hate black people or I hate gay people but I'm going to put out this video and use the n word and the f word a bunch of times under the guise of satire so I can get away with it but that's what I that's not what I'm trying to do. Like I'm just trying to make people laugh and sometimes using the N word or the F word is funny to me. But 
and I have used the N-word before. I have used the F-word before. Chief has said it a lot, and I've had Chief say the N-word a few times already, but it's like, I'm not trying to offend anybody. It's just, I mean, the last time I had Chief say the N-word, it was a specific reference to PewDiePie, because PewDiePie got shit on and thrown under the bus by a bunch of people for saying the N-word live on stream because he was frustrated because he was playing a video game and he got sniped by some guy. And then he was like, oh, you fucking bleep. And then he immediately apologized for it, but that wasn't enough. All these articles came out where it's just like, PewDiePie has finally gone too far. And it's like, okay, so context doesn't matter then? You know? You can't say the N-word or the F-word under any circumstance. So, including satire. So, it's it's like, I don't know. Like, I've I've made videos already where I've said both those things. Is that okay? Is it not okay? I don't know. Could, could my video or my whole channel one day just be, you know, deactivated out of the blue? Just because, like, you know, the... The, the videos with those words in them, they'll exist on my channel for however long. And then all of a sudden that my channel or one of my videos will fall in the lap of one of the uh, staff members on YouTube's team who are who's like reviewing my channel or my videos and might see that word. And then they might right there decide to flag my video or my channel and demonetize or delete my channel just based on the utterance of that word alone i don't know what's going to happen i don't know what's going on over there at youtube i don't know what how their what their day-to-day operations are like exactly i could wake up tomorrow morning and my channel could be deleted and it's like what do i do right i could make a case like i can justify anything i've ever done in the context of jokes and satire i mean i'm proud of that at least and i can be like hey like you know i did say that word but it was in this context and this like x was the subject matter and y was the joke and it's like they're not the same thing and it's like this is the joke i was making even though i used these words this is what i'm attacking you know i'm really i'm i put a lot of thought into that but not a lot of people do you know, and I think most cases of the N word or the F word being uttered online, it's just like genuine hatred where it's just like those fucking bleeps and those fucking bleeps. I hate them all. I wish they'd out drop dead. I'm not one of those people. But like just because most people. Just because most people aren't good at using those words in a satirical context, does that mean that I'm not allowed to? Like, what if I'm actually smart about the use of those words? Does it matter? I don't know. And then maybe tomorrow I could get my channel deleted. I really don't know. It's hard to say. And that's, it's so frustrating, you know, because it's like, it's not fun being a YouTuber. Because like I I was saying before on my last podcast, being a YouTuber is kind of like being in that movie Chicken Run, where all the YouTubers are just kind of looking at each other nervously because nobody knows who's going to be the next one to have their fucking head chopped off, you know? And it's just like, dude, this isn't fun. This is supposed to be fun, and it's not. It's just like, you know, you know, think these things, say these things, and be careful not to, 
stray from what we deem acceptable content and who do you let define what acceptable content is you know what i mean like and then this goes into the whole hate speech thing where it's like i don't fucking know guys you see what i'm saying don't you i could go on and on but you get what i'm saying I'm just, as soon as you make something off limits to people, you immediately, you immediately gravitate people towards that thing because uh, human beings are vulnerable to tempt, are prone to temptation, you know? And if you, if you say it to a person, don't go there, don't say that thing, don't do that thing you make him go and do precisely that thing. And it's like, what are we denying what human beings are now? Like, so I, I, I really, it's hard to, it's hard to know what's okay to say on YouTube and what isn't it could be because the hate speech thing and the, you know, people being deplatformed, like the, the guidelines aren't clearly defined. So, I don't know. I just have to pray that like none of um, most of my videos are not monetized now, but I just have to hope that, you know, the, the presence of the N word and the F word in my videos alone isn't enough for my channel to be removed or, or whatever, you know, I just have to hope. And I don't think my channel should be removed just because I said those words. Because I think context matters. And I think context isn't being considered in a lot of... When it comes to a lot of online content. And it's just like, you said the bad word so you can't be on the internet anymore. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? How about analyzing the context in which the words were used? Because whether you like it or not, it does matter. Context is important. I'm not saying I have an N-word pass and I should be able to say the N-word anytime I want, but there are certain opportunity, like comedic opportunities where I'm, where I'm just like, you know what? I feel like it would be really funny if this character said the N-word right now. That doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes it's just like, you know, if this guy said the N-word right now, Chief, for instance, I think that would get laughs. Even from black people. I got a comment from somebody the other day. I mean, it was just one black guy. I don't know how most black people feel when they watch my videos and they hear the N-word being uttered, but it's like I got a comment from one black guy who was just like, I heard Chief Sin say the N-word and I laughed. And it's like, oh, good. Good, because that was my intention. And because I think the context is clear. But who knows what, who you know, who knows when context matters to somebody and when it doesn't. And it's hard to tell. And it just being a YouTuber, like I said, just feels like a big fucking chicken coop, you know, and you're just waiting to be executed. And it's just a matter of how many days do I have left? You know, anyway, that's my thoughts on that. So, uh, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a few minutes. I'm going to go pee again.
I'm going to come back and then I'm going to look at the super chats again, see if there's any more. I think we're all caught. We might be just about caught up. And then I'm going to talk about some, I'm going to talk about some more funny stuff like current events and uh, stupid stuff that's going on in current events, you know, making fun of stuff. Jeffrey Epstein, that's a big one. I'm sure you guys heard all about that. That's old old news now, but I still have things to say about it. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that. I'm going to go pee and take a few minutes and then I'll come back and then we'll carry on, okay? So just uh just hang tight, dudes. I'll be right back. Thanks everybody. Hello, I am stereotypical Japanese man. I am with Nintendo Task Force. <coughs> I am from ancient Japan. That's racist, right? That's not okay for me to make that stupid voice. I'm sure there's Japanese people watching right now who are watching with their arms folded. I don't sound like that. I don't sound like that. <laughs> that is not how I talk. <coughs> it's not muted. Fuck you. Nice try. John, one of my co-workers posted a meme that had the N-word in it, and my other co-worker had a meltdown on Twitter because of it. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to question, like, what's going through the head of the guy who got outraged on Twitter? Like, are they actually offended that that other guy said the N-word, or are they just trying to virtue signal to all their friends? Like, look how progressive I am. I'm getting outraged by this guy saying this word. Like... This is bad, right? Yeah, yeah, this is bad. I should I should shun this guy. Yeah, that would make me look cool. Yeah, yeah. Fuck fuck that guy. You know, it's like are you just trying to impress your your friends, you know? Look how virtuous I am. I'm getting mad cuz that other guy said the n-word. Look at me. That's uh I don't like that. But uh, I do think the N-word shouldn't be said all the time. Obviously. <laughs> like, what if what if I just replaced every single word in my day-to-day -day speech with the N-word? Hey, John, how are you today? Bleep, 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 bleep. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Well, you you keep doing you. Have a nice day, John. Bleep 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 bleep. N word N word N word N word. Obviously, I wouldn't do that. But uh, you know, I think sometimes it's funny to use the word. But uh, should you never say it ever? Is there no 
Maybe it's never funny. Maybe I'm just deluding myself. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of history having ever made a video that had the N-word in it. Maybe I'm a bad person for doing that. I don't know. Maybe I'll go down in history as a racist, racist, uh, uh, guilty of war crimes for saying the N-word. I'll go down in history as a monster. I don't know. It's all stupid. Um, bunch of people in the chat waiting for apparently Borderlines 3 comes out tonight. Is that what's happening? I'm not really that... Uh, I'm not really interested in Borderlands. I played a bit... A little bit of Borderlands 2. It was okay. But it didn't really grab me. Um... You know what I saw recently that looks really cool is uh, there's this game for Switch called Blasphemous. I think it's Blasphemous, but uh, it looks fucking awesome. It's like that Metroid Castlevania format, but like lots of disturbing pixel art and imagery. Looks fucking rad. I want to play that. Um... What else? I don't know. Um, let's uh, let's look at the super chat. See if there's any new ones. I'll look at the uh, stream labs as well. Um, played in the background says if it's canon, the toys make the bites with John's help. Then is it canon? John knows they're sentient in the show. Uh, no comment. There's going to be uh, development in the plot later later on where that will become clear. But uh, I'm not going to say anything on that right now. But uh, thanks, play in the background. Uh, Killa Dope Dilla says, can we have sex? Sexy sex again, John. It's been a while, lol. Sure, why not? Come on over. I'll, I'll prop my ass cheeks open and we'll we'll make a night of it. Thanks, man. Um, Jack Turner says, Do a commentary of Digital Fear's Guide to Halo 3 Machinima, pussy. Love you, job. Kisses. Oh, thank you, man. Um, that's a good idea. I, I uh, forgot about that. I'm going to write that down, actually. Guide to Halo 3 Machinima. Before I forget. Um, so probably won't get to it today, but, um, I just want to have it written down. So I remember one of these days to do it. Come on. Commentary. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so that's a good idea. I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that later. Thanks, Jack. And Brett Benson says, "Why, 
Why you no do Eddie and Max-esque voices anymore? Oh, like in Hard Justice. I would I would have three basic voices that I would do. It would be my voice at regular pitch, my voice at 110% pitch, and my voice at 90% pitch. And those would be like three characters. Without doing any kind of like different inflection in the way I actually say the words, it would all be in post-production, right? I would just alter the pitch. And that's how I used to do the characters for a sh an old show I used to do called Hard Justice and uh, it's kind of lame but it's got it's got a fan it's got a cult following I guess some people like it um, I don't know yeah I would, I would rather just cast I mean I'll, I'll try to do a bunch of voices myself but I'll also try and um cast different people to do voices just so it doesn't sound like I'm doing everything because people get tired of my voice after a while including me it sounds stupid if I'm doing every character especially the women I used to do the female characters in my shows that was a long time ago but I used to and it was like so cringy to look back on that it's like oh my god I can't believe I thought that was a good idea Um, anyway, thank you for all the super chats and, uh, I'm going to look at the Streamlabs donations, see if there's anything. I think there might be at least one thing. We'll see. Um, where is it? Oh, there's like a chat window in Streamlabs. The YouTube chat is embedded in the window. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, so what am I looking for? Uh, the donations part. Wherever it is. Sorry, guys. Just give me a second here. Jesus fucking Christ. Why do they make this so hard to find? It's what I get for updating. All of a sudden the interface fucking changes and I don't know where everything is. so frustrating I don't know where my donations are you'd think they'd make that easier to find I mean am I crazy the event window where is that okay I see it in my recent events here So, um, Mark, Mark's, Marksman23 says, when is Hard Justice Season 3? And also, how come you don't do the classic Eddie and Max-esque voices anymore in your vids? Oh, must have been the same guy who just left a YouTube thing. 
Is that different than the YouTube super chat thing? Is that two different? I don't know. Hang on. Just let me check. So it must be the same guy, but he, he put it through YouTube chat and uh, Streamlabs. So, uh, yeah, I'm not doing any more hard justice, and I already talked about the voices, and uh, I try not to do that anymore. Sometimes I'll still do, like, pitch changes. I don't know. It depends. I'll try and cast other people this time. But uh, thank, thank you, Marksman23. Thank you, everyone. Uh, for the support really helps and I really appreciate it oh and there's one more here from Travis Travis says hard justice x one life remaining x rb and the chief crossover um I kind I already did a one life remaining and rb and the chief crossover kind of there's like a there's like a scene in one life remaining where Anthony is running he's at working at the game store and he gets a prank call from chief and then i had a short an rb and the chief short where you see chief on the other end of that call making that call to that character i thought that was cool so that that's an example of like a crossover thing but uh i got no plans in the future to do it unfortunately i'm sorry hard justice one life remaining those are behind me now just focusing on Arby and the Chief now, and uh, when that's done, I'll still do some like bites episodes, but I want to move on to something else. I might uh, make a game, actually. I want to do a game one day. I kind of uh, tried that and failed with Polyfrost, but I want to scale back. Like I still want to make a game, but scale it back to a degree where I can actually execute it. And um, if it does well, then maybe I can use the funding from that to like make something bigger and better. But I don't know. I would like to make a game one day because it's like I can write. I love video games. I can write stories. Why can't I make a story-driven video game? Surely I'm able to do that. Like, why not? I feel like I could do that. <clears throat> but uh, let's just focus in the meantime on getting fucking season eight out and finished, done and dusted, dusted. Um, so thank you everyone for the support, and uh, let's just let's just talk about some some stoofs. Oh, we got another one from Jarrett. Jarrett says. But job, but job, we need Arby and the Chief in L.A. back. Do you really? Do you need it? Is it needed? I need Arby and the Chief in L.A. in my life. Well, go to L.A. and good luck finding Machinima if you can fucking find them because that company no longer exists. And... I'm sure all the ex-employees of Machinima have all splintered off and moved on to different things now. A bunch of them went on, went to Rooster Teeth, which, uh, which just announced some downsizing today. And they, they've been getting a bunch of flack 
in the past couple months because they've been getting some very not good reviews on Glassdoor, which is a website for employees to anonymously leave comments and thoughts on their place of occupation and their the way their the companies they work for are managed and uh, they didn't have they had a lot of not good reviews on there which is was sad to see i talked about a little bit about this when i did my last um gameplay capture stream but not on my last podcast i meant to but uh, i didn't get around to it but um what are your guys thoughts on that i mean i I don't know what's going on over there. I mean, it sounds like what the people who the people who are leaving these reviews clearly aren't satisfied with with the their place of work, and it's a shame because I the time I worked with Rooster Teeth, like those guys making those two Rooster Teeth shorts that I'm in, um, I had a great time working with them, and so it's hard to believe that. Uh, you know, there's employees with rooster teeth that are so dissatisfied, but um, I think those guys are cool. They're really nice people, and uh, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they got carried away with, I don't know, man. It's like that's that's the th- thing. As, as soon as you become like a corporate entity, it's like, I just see that as like all of a sudden all the fun is drained out of the operation. And then as as soon as you form like a company or like a conglomerate that's made up of more than one person, all of a sudden it's about like, okay, how can we maximize profits and how can we, you know, um, carefully maintain our image so we we broaden our you know um we broaden we expand our consumer base to be as as big as it can and with with and offend the fewest amount of people right and then there's such an emphasis on like the company image where it's like because i'm an individual i'm not a part of a company i don't work for a company i'm just working for myself and well, I work for the fans, technically. I am funded directly by the fans of my content, and I just do what I think they want from me, and I just try to be as funny as I can. And sometimes that comes at the risk of offending certain people, but I'm not in the game of offending people. That's not my intent. But I don't water down what I'm, what I do or I say either. But if I, as soon as, if, as soon as I were to become part of a company or like if I were to like create a company with employees, all of a sudden it would be like, okay, it's not about writing funny stuff anymore. It's about managing a business and maintaining a corporate image. And it's like, you're not all of a sudden you're not allowed to have an opinion on anything. Like I, like uh rooster teeth recently, I noticed they had that like, uh, trans acceptance thing which is fine it's just like I just I'm just personally I don't know how you guys feel about this but I'm triggered by rainbows now I'm using the word triggered in like a comedic context there but rainbows actually make me mad now and it's like they never used to 
I like rainbows because it's like a celebration of color. You know what I mean? I love color. But it's like rainbows have become so hyper-politicized now that it's hard to look at a rainbow and not think of the political associations and the, the trans thing and like, I mean, I'm on board with the trans movement, but it's like, what exactly are we saying? You know, like, are we saying include everything? Because I don't think that's the answer. Like to be inclusive of absolutely everyone and everything under the guise of empathy. And so it must be inherently virtuous. Like I'm not on board with that. I'm on board with including some things, not everything. Now, what is it I want to exclude? Is it trans people? No. Is it gay people? No. Is it da 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 da? No. But it's malintentioned people. That's who I want to exclude from things. You know, where it's like, no, you're you're a liar, or you you're you are. You know, you have bad intentions and your intent is to hurt other people. So, no. Like, it's like there should be limitations on what is included and what is excluded, right? I don't know if I worded that or if I'm wording anything right now in an appropriate way. Probably some people watching me right now who are offended or maybe not offended, but they just think I'm a big fucking idiot and they're like, what is he trying to say right now? I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now, but that's the risk you take, you know, when you do something like this, where it's just a guy in front of a microphone talking and, you know, occasionally I'm going to say something that's fucking stupid, but I think you get what I'm saying, right? It's like, I think it's naive just to include everything blindly around you where, you know, it's just like things should be individually assessed or it's just like, do I want to include that thing? It's like, is it a good thing? Okay, then let's that let's include it. But you can't not assess assess things on an individual basis. That's all I'm saying. I think that's what I'm saying. But anyway, it's like okay. So my point was that Rooster Teeth had that like trans rainbow thing going on for a while in their icon. I guess because it was like Trans Awareness Month or something, and every company was doing that. And it's just like every time I see a fucking rainbow, it's like, ugh. It just gets an eye roll from me. You know what I mean? Because I just see it so often. And whenever, when anybody ever makes like a politically charged video, it's like, it's got to be them in front of a rainbow backdrop. It's like they'll go out of their way to find like a wall that's like painted with rainbow colors so they can stand in front of it and be like, look at me. I'm in front of a rainbow. I'm such a progressive person. And it's a form of virtue signaling, right? But it's like, what is it? What is your message? Like, what does inclusion mean? Because it needs to be, it should be, it's something that should be precisely defined, right? It's like, if, if, I, if I'm a part of the trans movement, does that mean that I have to, um, does it mean that I have to be a social constructionist? Where I don't believe there's a biological framework that we all exist under, because that is what I believe. But am I supposed to not do that because it enforces a a, a binary cis normative culture? You know what I mean? Like it's just like I just want these terms to be a little more defined. 
but it because it's just the it's like this big rainbow blob of like if you're not with us you're a bad person and if you're if you're if yeah and if you're with us you're a good person if you're not with us you're a bad person and it's like well what it what is your ideology exactly what is it you believe precisely and then like we'll break it down and then we'll work out like okay yeah i can i'm on board with you guys or maybe not politics the show yes i know i know i'm talking about some things maybe i sound out of my depth i probably do but like fucking hell at least somebody's talking honestly you know even if i do sound like a fucking retard at least i'm saying what i think you know hopefully i didn't trigger anybody with my use of the word retard there but people know i'm not hopefully they know i'm not making fun of retarded people just because i say retard i would never call a retarded person a retard but if somebody says something stupid i would probably call them a retard if they weren't retarded you know what i mean like i fuck i'm not one of these people who thinks like certain words should be like you should never say that word ever you know it's like well maybe there's an instance where saying that word would be funny no john you're banned forever anyway so like if i was working for rooster teeth for example and you know rooster teeth say i was working for rooster teeth under like trans awareness month during a time where they had like the rainbow behind their corporate logo but then say like i saw a video with jessica Yaniv in it and she did or said something that i found really objectionable I wouldn't be allowed to have an opinion on it or express an opinion on it because it might make Rooster Teeth look bad. You know? Like, because I'm working for myself, I'm an individual. If I have a problem with someone, somebody like Jessica Yaniv or something, I could tweet right now and be like, hey, this person said this thing and I don't agree with it. But if I was working for Rooster Teeth, it would be like, oh, well, wait, wait a minute. You're an employee of the company, so what what you tweet out there in, on social media reflects on us, so you better be careful. Maybe, maybe Rooster Teeth wouldn't be like this, but I have a feeling that they would. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but it's like I don't think it's crazy to think that the company would have their image in mind, you know, and it's like they want to be careful about what their each of their employees say. And I think like as soon as you're part of a group or a conglomerate or a company, all of a sudden you got to be, you got to filter your own speech. And I would hate that. If I have an opinion on something, I want to be able to talk about it honestly. And if somebody disagrees with me, they're free to bring it up in the chat or whatever, or send me an email saying, you know, I was listening to your podcast and you said this thing and I don't agree with it. Here's why. That's totally fine. I'm actually interested to hear from people like that because it's like, okay, this person doesn't agree with me. Well, I'll seriously consider what it, what what their counter argument is. Well, it's often the case that I I don't even get a counter argument. It's just like John said this, so he's a retard, duh. And it's like that's not an argument, <laughs> you know. It's like. Calling me a retard isn't going to make me think 
isn't going to make me reconsider my position. It's like, if you're going to criticize me or say that I'm wrong, why don't you, why don't you think about it and pose a counter argument? If you really think I'm wrong, it's like, tell me why you think that at the very least, you know, as if calling me a name is going to make me go like, Oh, I never thought of that way before. I'm a retard. Of course. <laughs> Why bother have an opinion on anything? I'm just a retard and everything that I say is going to be wrong. And so I, I, I feel sorry for the guys at Rooster Teeth, you know, because it's like you start a company and then all of a sudden when you're responsible for a body of people and not just yourself, then it's like you've got so many things to worry about at once. And then all of a sudden it's not about the work anymore. It's about like keeping the ship afloat and a bunch of business and paperwork and boring stuff. And it's like, I'm not about that, man. I want to, I want, always want to like, I want to do this. I want to, I want to do podcasts. I want to be able to say what I think without having to screen it in front of a committee first where it's like, is it okay if I have an opinion on this? Yes. Okay, John, we give you permission or no, because it's, we sh it's dangerous to have an opinion on that right now because that's not the, the direction the political winds are blowing right now. So we should just play it safe in order to, to, to maximize our success as a business, you know? And, uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be in that kind of environment. I want to say what I think and anyone's free to disagree with me and say why they think I'm wrong. And I'm open to reading that. And I want to write what I think is funny. And I don't want to have to like I don't want to have to report to anybody. Like, is this okay? Can I do this? Can I say this? Can I have this opinion? That's lame. And I, I, I kind of think that's where a lot of content is going now. It's going to the individual. I think like 10 years from now, there's going to be a bunch, a lot more people like me who is just like one person with their own little station, you know, their own channel. And it's like, you know, you subscribe to individuals rather than companies. Because as soon as, as soon as like an entity is like a comp, as soon as you define yourself as a company, it's like you're not getting that unfiltered, maybe in rare cases, but like I think if you're a part of a group, you're immediately what you say is filtered in, in the, the interest of the company. And that's why I don't ever want to like be in that environment because I want to be able to say what I want. Anyway, I've rambled on long enough about that. That's, that's my thoughts on that. Um, I don't know what's going on with Rooster Teeth right now. And apparently they just laid off like 50 employees or something. And they put out this letter where it's like, it was a f finely worded letter, but it was very generic in the sense that it's like, you know, there's these common ingredients that these company letters always have when they're talking about downsizing, where it's like, 
the company is like experiencing a brand new chapter in its development and it's like it is with it is with a heavy heart that we make these decisions and we believe that this is the best decision going forward for an exciting new chapter they always say that exciting new chapter and it's like it's just it feels it's like i guess the, the you know, they did a good word they did a good job wording the letter but it's like it comes off as so artificial you know it's like going through the motions it's like almost like a checklist where it's like we believe this is the right decision exciting new chapter ticking boxes you know and um 50 employees were laid off which accounts for 13 percent of their whole workforce yeah that's right yeah exciting new chapter after terminating many who have been serving them for years so sad well i mean I, may, maybe there's some justification to the the people who were laid off i mean i mean they said in their letter that it wasn't necessarily due to anybody's in particular's ability or lack thereof but maybe it was maybe it wasn't i don't know but it just it just comes off as artificial, you know. And it's I'm not shitting on Rooster Teeth. I'm really not because it's like that's just kind of an inevitability to becoming a corporate entity where you're responsible for X amount of people rather than just yourself. In my case, it's like it's just me. There's no operation here. There's no team behind the camera. It's literally just me fucking doing all this shit. I'm writing. I'm doing the podcast. I'm I write my own my own material. Um, I set everything up myself. I edit everything myself. This is a one-man show, and I don't have I don't have an HR department or a standards and practices department that I have to report to to make sure the things that I say are okay, because that would just infuriate the shit out of me, and I wouldn't be happy. Um, it's 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 a shame what's going on over there. I mean, I I'm. This obviously isn't the end of Rooster Teeth. Maybe they'll they'll go on to thrive from here. But uh, um, I wish them the best because I really like those guys. The time that I spent with them was really cool. They were really nice to me. And I had a lot of fun making those videos with them. And um, I hope they... Uh, I think that they're probably getting a bunch of negative reception and press right now because of the layoffs and the bad reviews but i hope they dig themselves out of this little hole that they're in right now because because i think they're good guys i think they've just got swept away in the the business and the red tape of it all and i i know I, that's not a situation i would want to be in and apparently uh funhouse is leaving them as well you guys, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Um, Funhouse, uh, Adam, Adam, uh, fucking hell. I'm embarrassed that I can't remember his last name. Adam and uh, Bruce Green and uh, the rest of them. They're the Funhouse team that was a part of Machinima, but now they were, they were Rooster Teeth, but apparently they're leaving Rooster Teeth now. Adam Kovic, yes. So apparently, maybe it's not the whole team that's leaving Rooster Teeth, but I think at least Bruce is leaving. Only only Bruce. Okay, so, yeah. 
So Funhouse isn't leaving Rooster Teeth, but Bruce is leaving Funhouse. And apparently he didn't agree with what Rooster Teeth is doing. And that's a shame because I like Funhouse. I think all those people are great. I liked, I think Bruce and Adam Kovic are really talented. And I really appreciate the work they did for me on RB and the Chief. But even though I don't really hear from them now, but uh, I wish them all the best. And it's a shame that Bruce and them can't get along and he feels that he needs to go his own way. But yeah, I, d I don't know what's going on over there, but uh, I wish them all the best, you know. Bruce Green left before the downsizing. Oh, okay. Bruce is going to try to start his own business, and honestly, I think he's going to succeed. Oh, good for him. He felt awful and felt like he had to move on. That's a shame. Hmm. Oh, uh, whatever's going on. I like Bruce. I like Adam. I like Funhouse. I like Rooster Teeth, and it's a shame. It's a shame what's happening, but uh, I hope they all. I hope they all find greener pastures. Anyway, um, let's let's move on, shall we? Um, what else is going on? Um, so uh, you guys, you guys heard about Jeffrey Epstein, right? You know who that is? Guy who had a owned and operated what is referred to as pedophile island and um he was um he committed suicide maybe he did but uh it seems pretty suspicious you know because a lot of high profile people went to his island and who knows what happened over there there's some there's some testimony that's not very flattering about what happened over there. And then uh, Epstein went to jail. He tried killing himself. I think at one point he failed. He was put on suicide watch. And then he was supposed to testify in court um, against a bunch of high-profile people who went to his island. And then suspiciously, before... He just before he was supposed to be in court to testify, he was taken off suicide watch. And then there was a camera malfunction where I think two cameras that were fixated on Epstein's cell outside the cell, not inside, but two cameras, not one, but two malfunctioned at the same time. There were screams heard from Epstein's cell around the time he was killed. He was found dead. Um, there was a 4chan post as well. Uh, it, an hour after he died, but about 40 minutes before the media caught on, there was a post made on 4chan saying, don't ask me how I know this, but I think... But uh, Epstein is dead. Is going to be found dead in his cell, and it's 4chan is an image board, so it was accompanied by an image, and it was a picture of. It was reported as a picture of Pepe, but it was a variant of Pepe. It was actually an 
uh, a pixelated drawing of Wart, the the big frog boss from Super Mario Brothers Two, but with a Pepe the Frog face. And um, so that was weird. And so there's all all these suspicious elements. The way apparently there's like bones broken in Epstein's neck in such a way that it suggests that he was strangled by hand and not hung. Like he didn't hang himself, but uh, the injuries in his neck strongly, more strongly suggest that he was like choked. I think the cameras were shut off and they sent like a fucking buff ass guy in there to strangle the shit out of him. I think that's what happened, man. I think like there's probably some like some not well paid guards on way too much overtime who were tired. They're standing outside Epstein's cell. And then a couple of guys walk up. One of them super buff. He has a, a fucking noose slung over one shoulder. Hey, what are you guys doing here? Yeah, we're here to see Jeffrey. Why don't you take a walk? <laughs> What's that rope for? Uh, forget about it. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Just... Go and have a nap in the restroom. And then, you know, the the guards who were supposed to be there left. And they were, like, napping or something. And then... Uh, so he was found dead. And then it's... People are supposed to be like, oh, what a coincidence. And then... But most people are just like, come on, there's something going on there. Which begs the question... Is the world secretly run by a secret group of billionaires, evil billionaires? And um, I don't know. I think it's true to some degree. I think the only question is how high up does it go? Because I think it's entirely plausible for a bunch of rich guys to get together and discuss how they can maintain the money that they have and make more in the foreseeable future. So it's like, it's just a matter of how high up does it go? Like, I believe there's a, there's a bunch of rich people who meet to coordinate to make sure that they each maintain the wealth that they have and to make more money. But it's like, do those people run the world or is their level of control exaggerated, right? And so it's like, I don't know how high up it goes. If, you know, maybe it's like eyes wide shut level where it's like they're all wearing fucking freaky masks. It's like the Illuminati, right? Like, is that, is that, is that what's going on up there? Is that really what's happening? Where it's like you have all these freaky mask wearing orgy people with more money than they know what to do with. And they just spend their days fucking having sex with each other and. You know, taking trips to Pedophile Island. And that that name, like, just, the, it's like, we're not supposed to believe that this guy, or we're supposed to believe that this guy killed himself, but he had an island called Pedophile Island that a bunch of high-profile politicians and billionaires would go to. And it's like, he was ju- he was just about to testify against a bunch of people and oh he's dead. It's like we're not supposed to like think we're not supposed to at least squint our eyes to that where it's like mm, I don't know. 
pedophile island. That's... I wonder if, like, if you went to Epstein's Island, that there would be a sign. You know, like, Jurassic Park, where it has, like, the big sign that says Jurassic Park on it, except it would say Pedophile Island, and it would have giant doors. Can you imagine being on that helicopter going to Pedophile Island? You know that scene from Jurassic Park where Sam Neill is sitting? It's like, when are we going to get there? Or, like, where is this place? And then the guy, like the guy in the white suit with the hat on and the cane, he points to like the island that's approaching. He's like, there. And then it's like, there's Pedophile Island. And then the helicopter lands and then... It's like, here we are at Pedophile Island, and it's like a theme park. It's kind of like Disneyland. And it's like, there's a bunch of cages and electric fences. Like, that's still the same. But instead of dinosaurs, it's uh, naked, crying children (laughs) behind fences. Pedophile Island, everybody. Welcome. And it would have its own, like, vehicles on, like, a rail system. But instead of, like, the JP logo, it would be PI for Pedophile Island. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's not funny. How could I possibly make jokes about that? That's very offensive. Um... So, yeah, very, very suspicious stuff going on there. I don't know what to make of it. I think there are meetings with rich people. It's just a question of how much power do they really have, you know. I don't know if it's eyes wide shut level, but maybe it is. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, so Epstein, that's that's a thing. What else? Oh, I got, I got this funny story. Um, I, I talked about this already. Maybe there's probably some of you who were tuning it, who tuned in for my gameplay capture stream. And I had this story about a girl wearing a, this shirt. I'll, I'll just, I'm just going to tell the story again, because there's probably a bunch of people who didn't, who don't know what I'm talking about, but, um, so I'm I'm outside this cafe, right? And I'm smoking a cigarette. And I'm waiting for some people to arrive, some friends. I'm, you know, I'm meeting them for coffee, right? So I'm sitting out I'm standing outside the cafe. I'm leaning against the power like a telephone pole. I'm waiting. I'm just people watching. I'm watching people pass by, right? And um this this girl I see this girl walking down the street and she passes me and I look at her and uh, so the theme of this story is inappropriate laughs right and so I'm, I'm going to describe this girl and what I'm about to describe isn't funny okay it's not the joke okay but um, this girl that passed me she looked disfigured 
Like her face was disfigured. And I, I really don't mean this in a mean way. But if I had to describe her facial features, it looked like an iron girder, like smashed her, the top of her head and kind of like, like her eyes and her nose was, were in a weird place and her, just her face looked weird. I'm not trying to be mean, right? And that's not funny in itself. I'm just saying that's what I saw, right? Um, but this girl, right? She had a Fallout 76 shirt on. And I thought, that's not helping. That's really not helping. I mean, a Fallout 76... I mean, like that. not only was that game a failure financially, but it was a PR nightmare to the point where everybody knew it was a disaster. And so why the fuck would anybody wear a Fallout 76 shirt? And it's like, of course, somebody who is mentally impeded, only somebody who is mentally impeded would think it's a good idea to wear a Fallout 76 shirt. Because why else would you wear a shirt with a logo for a game that was a well-known commercial failure? And I laughed. But I only laughed because it was it was a disfigured girl wearing a Fallout 76 shirt. It was that, I want to be clear that it was that juxtaposition between what she looked like and the shirt she was wearing that made me laugh. And I was like, <laughs> I was started chuckling to myself. And I was like, oh, careful. Like, you're not, you're not laughing because of the way she looks, right? And I thought about it. And I was like, no, I'm laughing because she looks that way and she had that shirt on and that's it's I like that story because it's a story that highlights the importance of context right and context is really important it always matters and when people tell you context doesn't matter it's like no fuck off you're wrong it does matter okay so shut up and um, it's like maybe I shouldn't have laughed but I did. And I'm not crazy, right? That is funny. I mean, if I was wearing a Fallout 76 shirt on the podcast right now and I didn't address it, you would all be sitting there going, what the fuck? He actually liked that game? That was a piece of shit. That was a rushed piece of shit that Bethesda put out there for God knows why they thought it was a good idea to push that game out. You know? Like it was, it's just a rushed job. I mean, it was a great premise, like online Fallout. It's like hell yeah, dude, sure. Not not that I was a Fallout fan in particular, but I can see the value in an online Fallout. I know what Fallout is. It's just I haven't really put any time into the Fallout games because I just know there's there's an immense scope to those games and they're a big time sink. It's like the same reason I avoided WoW. I don't think World of Warcraft is a bad game, but in, in fact, I know it's 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 probably so engaging that it would eat up a lot of my time that I would rather spend on something else. So that was the reason I avoided it for so long. And I would rather not get into the Fallout games because you know they take a long time to complete because they're big big open single player worlds to get lost in right but 
I would much rather have a very finite campaign to play through. Like if I'm going to play a video game, I would rather not have a 60 hour open world campaign. I would rather have like an eight hour solid campaign mode. That's like got this constant, not necessarily linear gameplay, but just have constant forward propulsion and a very fixed, you know, like eight to 10 hour campaign not too short, not too long, where it's just like you can finish it in the span of a few days or a week and be like, okay, that's the end of it. Like, that was that was a lot of fun. Holy shit. You know? I would rather, if I'm going to play video games, I prefer that kind of thing. Where I, I don't want to spend 100 hours on one game, you know? Very, there's certain, in certain games... I can see myself pouring a lot of hours into, but not a lot like MMOs and uh, MMOs and like single player open world RPGs. Like I would rather, I would rather spend my time on other things like writing or editing or whatever, you know, but anyway, that's, uh, that's my fallout 76 shirt girl story. I hope you like, I hope you liked my story. And uh, it just highlights the importance of, you know, what, you know, you can, you can laugh, but like, what is it you're laughing at exactly? And um, context is important. That's, that's the moral of that story. Context matters. Anyway. So yeah, there's, there's that story. What else have I got here? Um, I have I have five word summaries of like topics to talk about that have some kind of funny idea embedded in it. One of them is, I'll just read what I have written here. I want to choke every YouTuber. <laughs> so the idea is that I would see that on my phone and then go into a rant about how much I hate YouTubers. Which I'm about to do. Because I really do. Like, I'm a YouTuber, but I hate almost every YouTuber that I watch. And it's like... Because they come off as so fake. but they, I'm, And I'm so salty because they have way more subscribers than me. I'm just like, how the fuck did they get that many subscribers? Like, for so, for content that's just so, like... They don't even have an angle. It's like it's not it's not funny. It's not like it's not even witty or necessarily entertaining. I guess the only angle they have is like it's informative to some degree, I guess. But you don't have to go to that person for that information. You can get the same information from anywhere like Wikipedia or fucking I don't know, whatever, IGN or any popular It's like I think every YouTuber should have an angle, you know, even if it's just like comedy or whatever, like just have some extra thing like video game donkey, right? I always tune into his stuff because I think that dude's hilarious. And it's like, he's really, he's super knowledgeable about, about video games. He knows what he's talking about and he has that comedic angle. And it's like, it's not even like forced comedy or like, you know, yeah, you have YouTubers who like they try to be funny, but they're not. 
Like that's, oh, I hate, it's so cringy to watch that stuff. But Dunkey's one of those guys who's like, oh, he's, this guy's genuinely funny. I like listening to this dude. And he gets it. You know what I mean? Like he understands gamer culture in a way that most, most people don't. But uh, so many YouTubers, they have like, there's way too much product in their hair. And like, you know, they, they move their head around in an exaggerated fashion and you watch their hair bouncing around. And you can just tell that they're like talking to the camera in such a way that there's probably a lot of like, they do a lot of takes before they get it right. You know what I mean? So like, I just, I'm, I'm watching these YouTubers and I'm like, this is, this is an example of a YouTuber. It's like, Hey, what's going on YouTube? Welcome to my channel. How's it going everybody? And then they'll like they'll fudge a line or something and then they'll they're probably they'll they're probably like uh in between takes. They're like, "Oh shit, I did that wrong." Okay, back to one. And in their head they're like resetting and then they're like it's like, "Okay, they look they look at the camera. They take a few seconds. It's like three, two, and one. Hey, how's it going everybody? Welcome to my channel." And it's like they think that stuff in between is like the stuff nobody's interested in. But it's like, no, I want to hear from that person. You know? That like that's what I learned to do. I used to be that. I used to be like like I would articulate what it is I want to say and then I would be in front of the camera and I'd be like, "Hey, what's going on?" like reading off the page. Like, "Hey, what's up YouTube?" Uh and then I would like flood the line and then I would be like, "Oh shit, I did that wrong. Okay, I got to start again." And then like it just comes off as so artificial and rehearsed. But like eventually I learned to just like be the person in between the takes, you know, where it's just like, yeah, if I, fl if I flub a line or I read a sentence wrong, which happens a lot, just roll with it, you know, and just talk like you would a regular, like I talk to you guys the same way I would talk to any person in front of me, like any friend of mine who I was having a conversation with in person locally, I'm talking to you right now the same way I would talk to them. Like, I wouldn't talk to friends local to me in that fucking rehearsed YouTuber way where it's like, hey, John, how's it going? Hey, I'm fine. How are you, man? Hey, what's up? You imagine the look on their face? They would be like, what's your problem? What do you mean, what's my problem? I'm just talking to you normally like I would talk to any person. With the eyebrows and everything. The fucking eyebrows going up and down. Because that's what you have to do. If you're a YouTuber, you got to fucking throw in the eyebrows all over the place. Look at me. I have a range of emotions on my face right now. As you can clearly tell by my eyebrows going down. And then up. And then in surprise. But then furrowed like this. If, I dis if I'm talking about something that I find disagreeable. Nobody talks like that. So why do people fucking make videos like that? It's lame. Nakey Jakey. Yeah, he's another one. He just talks to the camera like he would anybody, you know? And I think that's... But mo more often, the successful YouTubers I see are the phony ones who talk like this. And it's like, how the fuck did that guy get so many subscribers with that painfully mediocre content? content and that phony ass persona like how the fuck could you have possibly amassed that many viewers and then i try not to get too salty about it where it's just like you know what 
they're doing their thing. It's working for them. Their fan, their fans seem to like it. So, you know what? Just let them do their thing, and you just focus on you doing your thing, which is me writing stuff, you know, and writing what I think is funny and whatever. And and that is what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna obviously. What else can I do? But it, it's just frustrating to see like all these phony ass YouTubers with like, and I look at their subscriber count. I'm just like, holy fuck. Like, who finds this interesting? Why? Why? What is the appeal? God damn it. It's kids. Is it all kids? Is it all kids or do people just like... Is there is there a demographic that just... Is there a market for phoniness? Do people not like it when, when they're being talked to like any other human being would be addressed in person? Shit, dude, I don't know. I should just become one of those YouTubers. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, everybody? Welcome to the See Me After Class podcast with the most mobile eyebrows on in Canada. Okay, so that's my... I want to choke every YouTuber bit. <laughs> um, did you guys, did you guys hear about, did you guys see, uh, you guys all know who Jordan Peterson is, right? Well, um, recently some person made a website that has this text to speech engine where you can write anything and a, a voice that sounds exactly like Jordan Peterson will spit it out. And it's like, that's pretty scary, you know? Like, th this isn't even about Peterson at this point. It's just like, what I'm, the important thing here is the technology, you know? Like, we've we've reached a scary point with technology where, um... I mean, this kind of technology is forever going to change the way evidence works. You know what I mean? Like, for the longest time, for decades, the way it worked is if you were caught on tape committing a crime or saying that you're going to commit a crime, like, that was that was evidence that could be used against you in court and you could, you could go to jail based on taped, recorded evidence. You know the trope in like 90s movies, 80s movies, where it's like, the jig is up, buddy. We got it all on tape. And it's like that literally, that's going to go away. Because if you can just falsify anybody's voice now, I mean, not anybody's. Right now, it's just Peterson and a few others who these guys have decided to fo focus the technology on. But 10 years from now, you're going to be able to falsify the voice of anybody. And what that's going to do in court is either make all evidence inadmissible or everybody's guilty of everything. And so obviously it's not going to go that route. So what's going to happen is that audio evidence of somebody saying something is no longer going to be admissible in court because anything could be fabricated. Like, that's... That's fucked up, right? You guys see that. You... 
you you can rarely use digital photos in court. Oh yeah, well I mean like since Photoshop, Photoshop fucked that up. You can just make a photo look like anything now. But now it's the same for audio evidence. It's like you can't have somebody dead to rights on tape anymore because somebody like if I type some fucked up thing in that Jordan Peterson in text to speech engine, make Jordan say something totally fucked up, right? And then if I were to record that that digital falsified voice clip on tape and record it in an analog format, I mean, I could play that in court, but obviously that's going to be inadmissible because people are going to know like, well, you could have falsified that digitally and then recorded it in an analog format to make it seem like it's legitimate evidence when it actually isn't. So courts are going to be aware of that now and all of a sudden none of that's going to fly in court anymore. And it's like, that's scary. We've reached a scary point in the evolution of technology where that's changed that forever now. And uh, technology, man, we've hit this event horizon where it's really hard to predict where we're going to be 10 years from now. Even the most brilliant people are having trouble predicting where we're going to be years from now because it's just like there's too many variables. And uh, I worry about the future. It keeps me up at night, you know. It's like where where are we going? Where is this all where is this all going? Like could this drastic ev- exponential evolution of technology lead to another civilizational collapse? And I know I sound like a tin foil hat fucking hang on. I don't want to sound like a crazy person wearing a tin foil hat that's suggesting that the sky is falling or anything. But uh, but civilizations have collapsed before throughout history, and who's to say it's going to happen? Ag- who's to say it's not going to happen again? You know, and maybe it'll be technology that does it this time. And uh, it's a scary thought. Like I w- I would hate it if there was technology out there that would make it so anybody could make me say whatever, like for anybody in the world to put words, artificial words in my mouth and make it sound like I'm actually saying it. That's terrifying. It's funny. It's funny to make Jordan Peterson say all this heinous shit. But man, and it's not just Jordan. I mean, it's going to be years from now. It's going to be anybody, you know, you just need like a certain sample for any individual, you just need like a sample of their voice, and then you can construct like an uh, an artificial version of that voice based on like a twenty minute recording sample. And you can just record like they don't even have to know that you're recording a sample from somebody, right? You could just be on the phone with somebody. You think it's like a conversation with somebody innocent, but they're recording your your voice, and they're collecting twenty minutes worth of data sampling. And then they'll use that to create like a robot voice version of you and they can make it say whatever you they want. And then all of a sudden you're guilty of 
saying all these fucking heinous things. And like I said, it's like either you're guilty of all of it or none of it is admissible, which means that audio evidence of something isn't going to fly in court anymore. Like, it's just, that's amazing to have, like, you know, what constitutes as evidence. What has constituted as evidence for so long is no longer applicable. And, like, that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, what... What other changes is there going to be as a result of technology excelling too much? Um, scary, man, but it's it's worth thinking about. I think it's important to to consider. So that that was the thing. Um, what else have I got here? Oh yeah, robots. Those Boston Dynamics robots. You remember those videos where? It used to be just the four-legged cargo-carrying thing where you would kick it over and it would stabilize itself automatically. It's gone way beyond that now. Those things are fucking sprinting and they're jumping over shit now. Can you imagine if, like, in the future where there's, like, Boston Dynamics assassins where it's, like, somebody can send a robot assassin to kill you and one of those Boston Dynamics robots would, like show up in front of you one day like you'd, you'd be in the, walking down the road and then you see one of those like there's a bounty on your head right and then there's you see one of those boston dynamics robots at the end of the road staring at you and then it fucking sprints at you like this like robert patrick in terminator 2 and if it's fucking doing parkour and shit like running up the side of the wall and doing backflips and then a knife comes out of its arm and it it does a backflip over you and it slits your throat before you even have time to respond. That's the fucking world we're going to live in. It's like Terminator on acid. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's the future. Beds of human skulls everywhere. And Boston Dynamics robots fucking chopping people's heads off. That's scary. You know those, you, you guys heard of those eater, eater robots, right? It's like if you've seen that episode of Black Mirror, Metalhead, with the robot dogs, there's actually fucking robots that they, they are fueled by consuming dead organic material. So, like, it eats dead bodies to sustain itself, and it burns that as fuel. Like, where where's the line where it's, like, eventually there's going to be a point where that robot is, like, well, I'm just going to skip the dead bodies. I'm just going to eat anything that's alive, any biological material, whether it's alive or not, you know? It's, like, it's just a matter of time. Like, when is that line crossed? And then all of a sudden we're running away from all these fucking man-eating robots Fucking scary, dude. And it's that that fucking acronym too. It's like it's like there's no way that they came up with like an acronym and then they just like realized like oh E A T R that kind of sounds like eater. It's like no that they started with the acronym eater and then they made up a bunch they made up four smart sounding words to like fill those spaces you know what i mean it's like 
it's like we, we want to make a robot that's called eater it's like okay so we got e-a-t-r so let's make let's think up a word for the e and then let's think up a word for the a so it's like ergonomic astronomic technological uh you know whatever just like they come up with the acronym first and then they fill in the blanks and it's like fuck off that's not the way you're supposed to do it you're supposed to you're supposed to come up with the full scientific term first and then whatever acronym you end up with that's what you go with there's no way that that just happened to be eater it's like no let's Let's create a robot where the acronym's eater and then let's fill in the blanks later. Like, that's so fucking stupid. So you're going out of your way to make a robot that fucking eats people. Great. That makes me feel great about the future. About bringing children into a world where there's a bunch of killer robots that that eat human beings. Awesome. So yeah, there's another thing to look forward to. Killer robots. Not to mention we're fucking them now. Bill Burr in his new special, he had a whole bit about that, about how sex robots are going to fuck us into extinction. And it's like, they're going to, underneath the, the, the fleshy woman exterior, it's basically going to be those Boston Dynamics things, you know? One minute you're fucking it, and then the next minute it just grabs your head and breaks your neck like this. Fuck that. Wasn't that a Futurama episode? Maybe. A bunch of cartoons have done it. Batman Beyond had an episode. Uh, Terry's Friend Dates a Robot. That was the name of the episode. It's an awesome episode, and it's, like, scary accurate. And that that episode was made, like probably over 10 years ago but man not looking forward to uh to the future that's for fucking sure um nintendo made a few announcements and uh that was pretty funny actually the the last when i did my e3 streams and uh, Nintendo made their announcements. That was when they announced um, Banjo-Kazooie and Smash Brothers. And my reaction was, oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool, I guess. That was my reaction. But what I didn't realize is that on a Smash Brothers character announcement, what you're, how you're supposed to react is this. Oh my god, Banjo! That's what that's how I should have reacted. And um I didn't react that way. I was just like, oh. That character's in Smash now. That's that's interesting. I don't understand this thing where you're supposed to just be like you know dumbfounded by fandom whenever you see one of these like people are like what is that all that was your reaction John that's it it's like what am I supposed to do you know like yeah I I, I think it's cool that Banjo-Kazooie is in Smash Brothers but like what's with all this like 
Oh my god! Losing their sh- people losing their shit. It's like I'm not feeling it. I'm sorry. I don't feel the hype. Yeah, hyped. No, I'm not hyped. I just, I'm just yeah, it's cool. <laughs> don't really have much more to say than that. Um yeah, so apparently my reaction to uh to Nintendo stuff was underwhelming, but you know, what what am I supposed to do? Uh what else do I have here? Um these uh Dis- Disney movies that are coming out, like the live action versions of the cartoons that are like sucking. And it's like Ah, fuck. I wrote that down thinking, like, that'll be interesting to talk about. But now that I'm here in front of the camera, it's like, I'm not really feeling it. It's like, I feel like people get it already, you know? The one funny thing I had written here, like, it was about The Lion King specifically. And how, like, I saw this review in the media of The Lion King. And it was shitting on The Lion King, not because of... The fact that it was remade in CGI, like photo real CGI, but it was like it was shitting on the story of the Lion King itself. And the line that was used in the review was that Pride Rock is like a Trump Tower of the Savannah. (laughs) And it's like, holy fucking shit, dude. Like. Like. We've we've gotten to that point where something as basic as the Lion King in terms of storytelling can be like interpreted in that way where it's like this it's that oppressed oppressor narrative, right? That the left is so famous for, people on the political left, where it's like you know, lions are at the top of the animal food chain and they're at the top of Pride Rock and they're the kings and the queens of the land. And it's like, that's being interpreted by some people on the left, like this reviewer, for instance, as like an impressive thing where it's like a resistance to this very fundamental idea of hierarchy. And the the crux of the issue is whether it's whether it's an inherent part of our biological framework or if it's something that's socially constructed and we should strive to demolish it. But it's like, I don't know. It's like if I think the left is definitely going too far if they're attacking something like the Lion King where, you know, for so long, everybody fucking loves The Lion King. And then, you know, all of a sudden the remake comes out and then people are shitting on it all of a sudden on the left where it's just like, you know what? The Lion King is, maybe it's like, maybe it's a vehicle for toxic masculinity all this time. Maybe it always was and we just overlooked it. We weren't smart enough back then to realize the toxic message it was spreading. But, and now now we're smart enough to realize it. It's like... If it's the same story, it's just everything is so politically charged now and 
this idea of hierarchy that that there could be a, a you know a food chain in the animal kingdom that that's somehow an oppressive thing that we need to combat it's like how the fuck do you combat that that's just life dude you know anyway that's i didn't want to talk too much on that but i just thought that was that was a thing that i saw and i i read that review and i laughed out loud i was like wow this is what it's gotten to um what else do i have written here um did the inappropriate laughs thing did the epstein um i was reading some uh criticism and comments on my show recently um some comments on my my videos made me laugh because like say like an episode that i make is dealing with a, with a particular issue right and arbiter will make an argument in the episode and chief will basically make a non-argument where it's like he doesn't substantiate the way that what the reason he thinks the way he does at all he'll just say something really vague and dumb and then i'll i'll see comments where it's like i don't know about you guys but i'm with chief on this one <laughs> and it's like with what chief doesn't have an argument it's like he th like he'll just say some Ch chief's argument is is like just saying something's gay if he doesn't like something he'll just be like oh that's gay or it's retarded or you, you know that line it was in uh episode 13 of rb and the chief where like there's this instance where chief is str he's streaming halo 5 right and he's shitting on Halo 5. And he's like... He's like... I don't know. This game kind of sucks. But not really. But kind of. You guys know what I mean. And it's like... I wrote that to be intentionally as vague as possible. But there will be people in the comments who will be like... Yeah, you know what? I agree with Chief. And it's like... Agree with what? He didn't say anything. There's, there's no, no... No argument of fucking substance in there. There's nothing to agree with. But it's like, yeah, you know what? Chief is right. It's like, this game kind of sucks, but not really. But but kind of at the same time. But kind of not. And it's like, it's like people enjoy s p positioning themselves on arguments that are n very ill-defined, you know? And it's like, rather than clearly articulate why it is they think the way they do or you know, clearly articulating their opinion on something, they would rather occupy this vague kind of foggy cloud of like emotion where it's like, I don't know how I feel, but this is how I feel about something without going into any fucking detail. And it's like, that's not an argument. That's the joke I was making. How can people possibly fucking side with chief when he's not making an argument on, on the thing? I don't know. That's that's just something I read, and I thought that was really funny. Oh, and I also I found this uh, thread on uh, 4chan's V board. Occasionally, I'll come across a thread on there where it's like very rare. This doesn't happen often, but occasionally I'll go on that board and I'll see like there's a screen cap from my show, and I'll be like, "Oh, they're talking about me," 
I'll just click on that and see what they're saying. And I got to kind of like watch it with one eye open like this kind of wincing where it's just like, oh, I don't know what to expect here. Maybe they're shitting on me. Maybe they're saying I'm cool. I don't know. Because, you know, a lot of people, when they bring something up on 4chan, it's so they can tear it to shreds, right? And so I just, I never have high hopes when I see a thread about me. Where it's just like, oh, I hope this goes well. And so I'm reading, like, posts that are about me and my content. And it's just like, I th- one guy was like, I follow him on Twitter. And I thought it was really cringe when he says, uh, Sanic memes and that he likes big chungus memes. <laughs> and I was like, that's your problem with me? Of all fucking things that I've ever said and did, like, you're, the thing you're hung up on is that I like big chungus memes? Who fucking gives a shit? I think big chungus is funny. I'm not just saying that because, like, oh, it's a big chungus reference. People will get that even though I don't care about it. Like, I say I like Big Chungus memes because I think Big Chungus is funny. You know what Big Chungus is, right? It's the like the it's like the fat Bugs Bunny image. It's like a screen cap of Bugs Bunny when he's like fat in a particular instance of a cartoon. And it's like somebody screen capped that and then it, it like it has the caption of like that's the meme. Like that's it was that image was made into a meme and it's called big chungus and it'll often be accompanied by like the avengers theme where it's so stupid but it makes me laugh like every time i see it i chuckle because there's just something about fat bugs bunny that i found humorous but i'm not allowed to like big chungus apparently apparently it's cringe and it's like i was like i was reading this thread and i was irritated i was like why is this a big... Why do people care what memes I like on Twitter? Who cares if I like Big Chungus? Is it a crime to like Big Chungus? Big Chungus is cringe. Well, I think Big Chungus is funny. <laughs> oh, so dumb. And Sanic, you know? It's like, yeah, I get Sanic is a dead meme now. It's old. But, like, I'm, like, a retro Sonic fan, and I still think Sanic memes are funny. So it's, like, why can't I say I like Sanic memes on Twitter? Like, well, I mean, I can, but it's, like, there's going to be people out there who be, like, oh, Sanic. I mean, that's so 2000-whatever. I mean, it's, that's a dead meme. You really got got to get with the times, man. It's, like, there's people who actually think like that. It's, like, that meme is dead. You're not allowed to like that meme anymore. Big Chungus, no. Sanic, no. Think again. That the time, the time for those memes is over. It's all about the new memes now, whatever they are, and that changes every day because there's fucking new memes every day. And it's like, it's just, I couldn't believe how hung up people were on the memes that I liked. It's like, why can't I have my favorite memes? Even if they're, whether they're dead or not. Just because a a meme is perceived to be dead by most people doesn't mean it doesn't make me laugh anymore. Whatever. I still like Big Chungus and I still like Sanic memes. I don't fucking give a shit. They make, they make me ha ha. Sometimes they even make me lamau. 
Some sometimes I even lamau, but most of the time I ha ha. Anyway, so that's my thoughts on that, and um, I got some more stuff here, but I think I kind of want to call it a night. I'm getting tired now, and we've been going for a while. I think what I would like to do. Yeah, we've been streaming for fucking how long? Probably a few hours now. I think I want to wrap it up by just uh, finishing off any super chats that are left. And then... Uh, and then uh, we'll do another podcast another day. I still want to do a few gaming streams, actually. I want to do... Maybe we'll finish off Majora's Mask... And then I also want to do uh, Until Dawn, that uh, PS, PS4 game. And apparently that developer has a new game like that that just came out. I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I want to do another podcast soon and then maybe a couple more gaming streams. And then uh, I'm working on more Bytes episodes. And uh, like I said, with RB the Chief 814, still working on it. But I'm still waiting for voiceover. As soon as I get that voiceover, I can start releasing the episode in parts for the Patreon supporters. And when the whole episode is done, I'll put that out for everybody. Man of Madon. Yeah, that was the that was the game that just came out. Yeah. John Job, why do you underestimate the value of words? I don't think I do. Uh when can we expect another stream? I don't know. I don't know what day specifically, but I want to do it if I do another podcast, I want to do it within the next 2 weeks or so. Uh we'll see. Um, but, uh, let's, let's do some, let's go to the super chats. Let's finish those off. Um, Jarrett says, oh no, I already read that run, that one. Uh, but Jared also says, I haven't read this one yet. The issue with rooster teeth now is the main attraction originally was just a group of friends having fun and now it's just all over that place with its content um it, you think that it's it's just because they're expanding i mean i don't know i thought they were doing pretty good with expanding their content cuz they had uh what's it rwby r w b y however you say it People were big fans of that and uh, Achievement Hunter and all that. I mean, that had a big following, didn't it? I thought they were doing well with uh, their content expansion. Um, but I, I guess it's possible to expand too much, certainly. Maybe they, they lost focus on what it was that made them so charming in the first place, which is just a bunch of guys playing Halo together. Um, and I'm, 
I'm still that essentially. Like I haven't expanded. I don't have a big business, but I, I'm I'm still doing my thing. I'm doing pretty well, but I'm basically just a guy in his house playing Halo still. I don't play Halo recreationally that often, but you know, I'm I'm always I'm on Halo for making movies and stuff. So I guess you know, my fans like me because I'm I'm just at the end of the day I'm still one guy. I'm not a part of a team and I say what I think and I'm not filtered and but I try I recognize the responsibility in that, you know what I mean? Like just because I can say anything because I'm just independent doesn't mean that I should say everything. But I feel like I should say whatever I think is true, right? Even if I'm wrong, if I think it's true, I'll say it. And then anyone out there is free to say why I'm wrong, you know? That's the beauty of free speech, right? I can say whatever I want. Anybody else is free to respond and explain why I'm wrong or why I'm right or whatever, right? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with Rooster Teeth, but uh, I hope uh, I hope they repair their image and they, you know, I hope they dig themselves out of, the, out of this little weird hole they're in because I think they're genuinely nice guys and uh, I want them to succeed. Oh yeah, the copy pasta. Yeah, yeah, I'll 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 read that before I leave, sure. Uh thank you, Jarrett. Uh Ryan Kowalski says, Yo John, I read Jordan Be- I, I read Jordan Peterson's book Twelve Rules. I saw a part in chapter six that seemed related to Adam. Was curious if you based anything in there for Adam. Um I did. I started reading that book, but I haven't finished it yet, so I don't really know what it is in chapter six that you're referring to. But there probably is something in there that applies. Certainly, I mean, well, I'll see when when I get to that part in the book myself. I'll I'll have a look for whatever it is you might be talking about, and I'll see if anything relates to the character. But you're probably right. There probably is something in there that relates because it's like that. I did consciously incorporate this Jungian philosophy in season eight of our being the chief. And that's something that Peterson talks about a lot is Carl Jung and Nietzsche and that, you know, the Taoism and the shadow and the integration of the shadow and the balance between order and chaos and all that. I mean, those are certainly present in season eight. I just don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is you're specifically referring to in Peterson's book but uh, but uh, I'll keep an eye out for that whatever it might be thanks uh, thanks Ryan um, Jose says job your thoughts on Halo Master Chief collection on Steam uh, people are impatient for it I think they're 343 said it was gonna they're working on it but it's taken a while just like I am with season eight, people are fucking waiting on me to finish the fucking thing, and uh, fans are waiting for Master Chief Collection and Reach to come out, and uh, it's still not out yet. But I mean, I think it's cool. 
I don't know what people have against it, if anything. Um, if, I mean, I might even start using, like, for making movies and stuff, I use the Xbox version of Reach, obviously, because there is only the Xbox version. But once the Re- once Reach comes out on PC, I'm going to have a look at it and see if if I can use that rather than the console version, but make it look... Like, as long as it doesn't look any different than it always has, then I, I can just use the PC version instead. But if there's going to be any kind of visual difference where, you know, if assets are rendered differently, where it's just like, I can tell this isn't the Xbox anymore, I might not, I probably won't do that. But if it's seamless, then it's, maybe I'll just use the PC version if it's easier, you know. Because then maybe I won't have to do the whole, like, four controllers thing where I'm operating four controllers at once. Like, maybe there's an easier way to do it on PC, I don't know. And then that opens up the gates to like modded content where you can have like, you know, a shitload of NPCs and custom maps and shit. Like, I, I know Reach on Xbox already has Forge mode, but I mean like PC custom maps where there's a way more flexibility in terms of what you can create. It's not just the generic like Forge blocks and walls thing you know like you can do a lot more with pc you can create walls and floor assets from scratch and put throw your own textures in there and you're not limited by the amount of ram that the console has like or or a forge budget or anything like that so i don't know i'll once it comes out i'll have a look at it but i mean it it seems cool to me to have the master chief collection on steam like why not Thank you, Jose. Uh, Lord Xanthar the Allen says, get Chief to make a TikTok video. I've heard of TikTok, but I don't know what it is. Um, is that is it something like Snapchat or something? Where I, I have no idea. I'm going to sound like an idiot if I try to define it. But um, I'll, I'll look into what TikTok is and then, you know, I'll think about it. It's it's Vine, but even gayer. <laughs> oh, it's gay, is it? I didn't realize. A gay version of Vine. Got it. VS12 says El Camino. Yes, the Breaking Bad movie that's coming out. I'm very excited for that. October 11th. Uh, Breaking Bad movie featuring Jesse after he... After the end of season five. I'm stoked. Um, thank you, VS12. Thank you, Xanthar. Uh, Tally Zora Vas Normandy says, Never trust AI or robots. They'll kill us all. Probably. Thanks, man. Uh, nerdy Guy says, John, you make me raffle mouth. You make me Rolf Mao. I'm glad I make you Rolf Mao. Did you guys all Rolf Mao today? I hope so. And uh, Nerdy Guy also says, 
You make me Rolf Mao to where I'm not sad. Oh. Well, you shouldn't be sad. That's I know I know that feel, man. You shouldn't be sad. I've been sad and uh I know it's hard to be happy these days, but uh you really got to make the effort. Cuz you know a lot of the things that it's easy to get sad about, they're outside of your control, you know, and you can't let everything outside of your control get you down because then you'll never be happy, you know, and that's no way to live. You got to learn to laugh at things. You got to learn to smile. Be happy, nerdy guy. And uh, thank you. I appreciate your uh, support there. And Ethan McGregor says, have you seen Bill Burr's new special? Yes, I loved it. I loved Bill's special. I loved Chappelle's special. I thought they were both great. Laughed my ass off. Um, I think what's going on with Rotten Tomatoes right now is such bullshit. I think their, their critics' ratings are so skewed towards like PC culture where you have this a situation like uh, Chappelle's special where at one point it was like 0% Rotten Tomatoes critics reviews but like 99% positive when it comes to the audience reviews. And uh, the critics reviews have climbed higher than zero for Chappelle's special. But... Uh, it's still only like 30 something percent and that's out of a total of like 16 critics reviews and it's like there's only 16 like where the fuck are the rest of them there can't just be 16 are you fucking kidding me so it's just like are they picking and choosing just the negative ones like are they leaving the positive ones out because rooster not rooster teeth i'm I said Rooster Teeth because it's RT. It's Rotten Tomatoes, I meant. Ro is Rotten Tomatoes doing it because they want a virtue signal and they want to, like, yeah, fuck Chappelle for, like, being anti-trans or whatever. He's not even anti-trans, but it's being perceived that way, where it's, like, he's making jokes about trans people, therefore he's anti-trans, which is, like, totally the wrong thing to take from that. You can make jokes about anybody and anything. That's the way it should be, right? But this PC thing is so determined to be like, this is where the line is, and you can't make anything beyond this line. Or you can't make fun of anything beyond this line. And it's like, says who? You? Who made you the fucking arbiter of what's okay to joke about and what isn't? It's so dumb. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck's going on. We're living in crazy times right now. Thank you, Ethan McGregor. Um, H. Doom says, John, just don't just John, don't just stare at it. Eat it, Graham. <laughs> what is that referring to my dick or something? Or my ass? I don't know, man. Thanks, H. Doom. Uh, Chris Mayan says, John, listen to the season six main theme remix, maybe. 
Um, yeah, I, I know the I know the melody you're talking about. I uh, I'll think about it. I do like that melody. Maybe I can do something new with that. But I'd rather, for the most part, I'd just rather make new tracks. I want to I want to make that chill out beach synthwave album I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast. I want to just make a whole album that's just like chill out tunes for playing in your car when you're driving at night or when you're just chilling on the beach you know i want to make a bunch of tracks for that mood anyway thanks chris uh brandon vancour says you ever listen to joey diaz yeah man i love joey diaz he's great he's like he's the voice of a generation man he's like that that authentic like growing up in the bronx that the voice of a generation where it's like once if he dies it's like nobody can fill that void man it's like joey diaz is joey diaz no there's no one else who can be him you know and he's funny as hell and uh one of i have very fond memories of last christmas i was at my mom's house for the holidays and i was by myself it was christmas eve it was really late at night and i played joe rogan's christmas eve podcast with joey diaz and i watched that for three hours or however long they went for but it was like a christmas eve podcast with joey diaz and i remember there was it was dark outside the snow's falling it was really quiet christmas is tomorrow but it's for now it's just like really quiet and serene and i just i really enjoyed that night and i had uh i was I think i was playing my psp at the same time and i just had a really good night that night it was a great ambience and uh i love a good podcast you know anyway thank you brandon i'm a big fan and uh, Kiro says, hi, John, what's your thoughts on all the Cortana feet memes? I don't know, dude. The, the feet thing just is weird to me. But there's there's all kinds of, I mean, if the Internet teaches you anything, it, it teaches you that there's all kinds of people out there who are into all kinds of freaky shit. And it's not you know necess- none of it's necessary it's not all necessarily good or bad you know or distasteful or tasteful or whatever it's just like that's that's what they're into that's what gets them off and it's like you know if you're not hurting anybody and it's not like child porn or anything like that then whatever man you do you but uh, I'm not. I'm not personally. I'm not like a foot person. I don't. I don't get it. I think feet are kind of gross. I don't see the appeal. You know. Anyway, those are the super chats. I'm gonna have a quick look at the uh, Streamlabs thing. See if I missed anything. Uh, nope, we're all caught up. So thank you for everybody for the support. And, uh, 
really means a lot and it really helps out. So thank you for that. Oh, and there's one more. CB Gog says, John, that album concept sounds dope. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I don't know when I'm going to finish it. I mean, that's making t like 10 or 12 tracks at least for the album. It's a lot of work. I, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to finish it, but, you know, I'll work on it now and then and, you know, we'll see where I am with it in a few months time, but it's, it's something that, uh, that I would, I would like to work on. So, but as we all know, I've got enough work on my plate already with season eight and RB and the chief bites and, uh, the podcast and all that. So when I find time, I'll, I'll work on it. Okay. So thank you everyone. Once again, I, I hope that was a good podcast. I hope you guys had fun. I hope you guys liked that bites episode. Thank you very much for tuning in and thank you for the support. I hope it wasn't too boring. I hope you got a few laughs out of this and, uh, I hope you'll tune in the next time I do this. And, um, Whenever I have, whenever I make a new thing, a new bites, I want to be able to show it to you guys. And like when it, when uh, part A of eight one four is done, I'll show you guys that on a stream as well. So there's that, and then any new bites that I make or the the full episode eight one four when it's done, I'll premiere that whole thing live. And. Uh, yeah and more good times will be had so hopefully you guys tune in for that thanks so much everybody all right i'm going to i'm going to quit now i hope that's okay i'm gonna play uh i'm just gonna play the credits for uh did that even show up the fuck is going on here um okay there we go i think you guys can see that so i'm it's just a little credits reel that i rendered so everybody can see the names of uh, all the the people who support me on patreon at the 20 dollar tier that's the uh if you want your name if you want an on-screen producer credit so thank you to all the heroes who uh, keep me afloat and let me earn a living do doing what it is uh, I'm good at and I like to do. Really appreciate all the support that I get. The show wouldn't exist without you guys. My channel wouldn't exist without you guys. So um, patreon.com slash jcjgram if you want to help me out. Uh, go to my website, imaginativelogo.com. That's where you'll find all my content. Subscri subscribe to me on YouTube and SoundCloud and all that. Uh, my Twitch is there, but I'm not really on Twitch a lot. But I, I just list it there anyway, just in case I ever do something. Um, feel free to shoot me an email if you've got something to tell me. And... Uh, Oh yeah, there is the copy there's the copy pasta thing. Fuck. Keep forgetting. So many fucking things.
you know, I don't have the email ready right now, but I'll have, I'll have it ready for next time. I just, I, I did, I had so much else to do today in terms of fixing podcast shit, like little Photoshop and premieres and rendering stuff and tweaking things and stream labs and the camera and rewiring things. Like I had too much on my plate today. So I'll, I'll do the fan submissions next time. Okay. And I'll try to have those uh, emails ready to just go through right away. Cause right now I got to do some digging and I'm just, I'm too tired. I want to get some, I want to sit with a coffee and then maybe write a little bit and then go to bed <laughs> at a decent hour, wake up. And then tomorrow morning, I'm probably going to do some editing. I'm going to probably going to edit uh, 814 a little bit more. Fair enough. Thanks so much, everybody. And um, have a good night. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>